First Annual Pop Culture Leftovers Awards Ceremony The Tupperwares The Best of the Best The Worst of the Worst Episode 34. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Hate erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. And I'm Malil. And we're... Two thirds of the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. So yeah. Steve is uh, not feeling uh, well. He is ill, so he will not be on this episode. We are still doing the Tupperwares, though, but we do have a guest joining us again. Sean Hamilton, I wanted to thank you for coming back, man. Uh, what's up, guys? It's always great to be back. It, it's good <laughs> to it. have you, man. It's awesome. Uh, filling in last moment again. So that's awesome, man. We can't, we can't appreciate it anymore especially on such an important week with this being the end of the year show where we give our tupperwares where we give uh, our awards to the best of 2013 and uh i hope first off i want to say i hope everybody had a merry christmas oh yeah i had a great christmas good (laughs) i i I had i can't can't complain I, i had a great christmas family was great and I also want to uh, tell Sean, you know, thank you again for last week for filling in last minute for me. I I appreciated it, and you did a great job. I I, I enjoyed listening to the show, even though I wasn't on the show. And it was kind of weird. I was trying to talk to myself, but thanks, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, man. That's why I'm here. I'm a filler. <laughs> no, you no, actually might be a replacement here. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, kind of like Highlander. You might cut somebody's head off. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> oh, like, oh man! <laughs> so maybe Steve will be back next week. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I'm, nah, just messing. Um, let's see here. I, I hope all of our listeners had a Merry Christmas too. A little, you had a nice one. I saw the, the Spider Ham bust that you posted on uh, p- Facebook. That oh yeah, that is the, the, probably the the thing I've wanted since I saw it at uh, at the preview for San Diego Comic Con. I even signed up for the. The General Giant Premiere Guild, and for some something I screwed up where I couldn't pre-order it, and you know, basically pissed away a hundred bucks joining their uh, Premiere uh, Guild membership just to try to get that thing, and didn't. And somehow my wife was able to uh, to snag it for me, and I I love it. It's it's probably probably the best thing I've I've gotten all year for sure. It's awesome, dude. I remember reading those comics when I was a kid, so that was very cool. 
Um, but yeah, I got uh, probably my favorite thing that I got is um, my girlfriend got me the Hobbit extended edition on Blu-ray, but like the ultimate collector's pack that came with like the statue of Gollum and, and Bilbo. And so I was very happy to get that. And uh, yeah, and then I've got a birthday coming up on the 3rd of January. So I always hated that, like Christmas and then like a week later is my birthday. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing man. you get you're getting a double you're getting a, a double surprise man that's no great. it's like everybody was strapped for cash after uh, christmas so i got jack and shit for my birthday so <laughs> yeah i could i could see that we've got a lot of family that has their birthdays in january even my twins at the end of january and everybody's already you know that's that's, that's the only good thing about being right after christmas is we've got everything's on clearance so whatever you didn't get you'll probably be able to get it half off yeah. Yeah, and then, well like when I was a kid it was like okay, my sister had like a birthday in July. So she had like a nice even. It was spread out really evenly for her. And if she got like a bicycle in July, she could go out and ride it. But me, you know, for Christmas or my birthday, if I got a bike, I'd have to wait, you know, 3 4 months for it to warm up before I was out there and riding and I couldn't ride it in the fucking snow. It was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, my kids all got bikes for Christmas, so I, I, I understand it because they don't understand why they can't ride them. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's just upsetting. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I could go. I could. I guess I could have gone to the basement and rode the stationary bike, but that's no fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> no fun at all. Cause you're going nowhere. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I did see. Uh, did you guys see? Okay, I was watching the news. Did you guys see that hockey play? That crazy hockey play on TV? No, I'm okay, not which one? <laughs> okay, check this out. Okay, so I'm watching the news, and I, I'm, I don't really watch hockey. I used to go to like uh, in Peoria, Illinois. There's the Peoria Riverman, and I used to go to the Riverman games. Um, but, uh, I'd never gone to like a professional hockey game. Like, I think this happened in a professional hockey game. Um, two players like hit the puck and it goes straight up into the air and everybody's looking around for it, waiting for it to fall, hit the ice. Well, when it falls down, it goes right behind the goalie and falls into, into, into his pants. <laughs> so it, yeah, it falls back into his pants in, where his behind is, and so like at, nobody's nobody sees the puck, and so the goalie's just waiting for it to come, you know, hit the ice. And so what he does is he backs up into the goal to protect the goal. Now when he does this, his ass has the puck in it in his pants, and he scores a goal against his team. They called it. They 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 score. They, they, the refs called that it was a goal. That's awesome. It was the most that's, bizarre hockey play I've ever seen in my entire life. That's going to ask me. You know that. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, is that – I don't know. Like, where does that show up in, like, the hockey rule book? Like, I don't know. I think you think, like, as soon as it goes down a player's pants, it's out of play. Uh, yeah. I thought it was, though. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm – how did I not see this goal? It would have to be out of play because, like, seriously, if it went in the dude's pants – is it fair game for hockey players to start hitting them with the sticks then at that point? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are they supposed to like start beating his ass with the sticks? Yeah, I, no, they're not. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know why it's still in play when dude backs up into the fucking goal. That's bullshit. Wow. That I, is... 
I sound very passionate about a sport I could give two rats, uh, I could give a rat's ass about. So that's weird. I, I, I was just about to say, yeah. say, I didn't think you were a big hockey fan. I'm not, but I still don't think it's fair. I could give two shits about hockey, but whatever. All right. So, um, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, you guys ready to start the Tupperwares? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, s- since Steve's not here, we were going to do best video game. Do you guys have, do you guys have a best video game? I have one. I mean, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, we can if we want to. I, I just they started, or do you want to do a? All right, let's do best video game. The video game of the year. Welcome to Video Land. All right, Alil. What is your best video game of 2013? Hold on, 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 hold Oh, I did a piece of art. I did actually a, a, a new piece of art uh, doing Captain N. I lo- yeah, I loved Captain N, man. That dude, that first season was just awesome. I loved that show when I was a kid. Oh god, that was awesome. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed my Captain N intro. I almost went with the Mario one, but I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some Captain N. I loved it. I I, I loved that show growing up. All right, so yeah, best childhood cartoon of the year goes to <laughs> Captain N. No, all right, Alil, what's your best video game of the year? Well, I I got one. I mean, again, I haven't played everything that's out there. I know Steve's our guide for that, but I've been playing the Disney Infinity. Uh, we got it for the Wii U. Uh, the Wii, I'm sorry, not the Wii U. We got it for the Wii uh, for my daughter. She got it. We've been I've been playing it with her. And I just, I just think it's a really good game. It's fun, a throwback. Uh, it, it's got two different kinds of, of gameplay uh, things going on. You got your regular kind of gameplay where you're going through the levels, uh, you know, hitting achievements, doing things, following the instructions, and then you've got like a world building uh, aspect to it. And I, I like that the fact I, I don't play the Skylanders and things like that that I've seen that are out, out everywhere. Uh, but I like the fact that you get, you know, uh, you know, figurines to unlock characters. You get blind packaged uh, items to, to get powers. I thought that it was kind of really cool for kids, kind of getting them really into it, into collecting. I mean, my daughter loves her, her figures. She got a bunch of them for Christmas, and now it's her little collection she's got all on a shelf. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed the gameplay. So that, that to me was my... My video game of the year was the Disney Infinity, and I believe it's available for all the all the systems that are out there at this point. Oh, nice! All the new systems, or even like the old ones? I know it's out for Wii U. I know it's out for the old ones. I know it's for PS3 uh, and uh, Xbox 360. I don't know for sure if it's for if it's out yet for the Xbox One or the PS4, but I do think it's coming out for those because the 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 figurines that unlock are playable with any system. You don't have to get, like, the the Nintendo version of, you know, uh, Buzz Lightyear. 
right. any, of those, any of those figures play on all the systems, and they save to uh, to each figure. Um, so I, I believe that they are coming out for the other ones, but I mean it's out for all the the major platforms that are readily available to everyone right now. Very cool. Hey, Sean, do you play video games? And if so, do you have a best video game of the year? I do, I do. I do play video games. I just got an Xbox One. Oh, so, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm not going to say something, Aaliyah, like the, um, those uh, those figurines are so well designed that like I would just collect them just because they're toys. Because they're so... I love the way those look. So that's that's pretty awesome. I, I know, and I'm telling you, they have they have the thing that kills me about this is because like it's it's already opened me up to a whole new thing, and my wife knew it when we started getting them. She's like, as much as the kids love this thing, this thing is going to go out of control because you're going to want to get every every figure. I mean, they have variants, they have store exclusives. I'm just going nuts looking at this stuff, and I'm just I'm holding <laughs> back right now because I don't want my daughter to get them all. I want her to. You know, have things for people to get her, but I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh man, you need this one or you need that one or, you know, look at this. You know, they had like Toys R Us has the exclusive. They're like, they're like uh, clear. Like here's a clear Sully. I'm like, that is awesome. I need to get this one. <laughs> but I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it to her. I'm trying to let her have this because I like the fact that she's liking collecting. But you're right, these figurines on their own are really cool without even the gameplay. You guys could have a, you guys could have a lot of fun a lot of fun adventures just driving from like Toys R Us to different toy stores trying to find these figures. You know, I know that you can get them online, I'm sure, but a lot of the fun is just the hunt. You know, I agree with that. I, 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 it's the last thing I want to do is go online and order something. I always like the hunt as as much as it is going in there, being at your fifth Toys R Us or your thirteenth Walmart, and finally seeing that figure you've been hunting down yeah i mean you, the, the, the the people are so used to instant gratification these days just getting online ordering it and waiting for amazon to ship it so yeah um i, I i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to jump into back into the thing but um I, i'm gonna say because i had xbox one this this year and xbox one is it's good and it's bad it, there's there's some little things in there that i don't like but the best game that I played this year was probably NBA 2K14, and I'm a huge basketball fan. But the the way this game is played, it, it the way it looks, it looks so real that it it, it blows my mind every time I play it. And I, I literally probably love that game. Like I play that game every day. Yeah, so, dude. I remember seeing awesome. NBA 2K11 and being. I was just remember. I just remember thinking like. If you don't know that this is a video game and you're just kind of like watching off in the distance, it looks like it's an actual basketball game being played on screen. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm telling you, Brian. Like, I've never, I've, I haven't seen a game like this ever before. And the way it looks is it, it's it, the way it plays too. It, it feels like a real NBA game. And if you see it, you're gonna be like, wow! Like, huh. even if you don't play NBA, even if you don't play NBA games, right. you'll probably want to play this just because of the way it looks. Uh, I used so. to, I used to play the NBA 2K. Uh, I, I think the last one I got was like NBA 2K6 or something like that. But I mean, I, I used to play those all the time. I used to play the NBA Jam games too. I used to play NBA Live, uh, all those games. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember like when NBA 2K11 first came out, and I saw the screenshots of that. 
that's when they really started to hit the next level where it actually started looking like a real game being played. The movements and everything, even like the special moves from character from uh, different players and stuff like that, you know, it was just, it was just awesome. You know, Carmelo looked like Carmelo and, and Durant moved like Durant and, and, uh, it, yeah. it's just crazy what they can do these days. Yeah. That's how, that's how it looks now. <laughs> so, oh, blown away. Oh man. Uh, the last one I played was 2K11 and that's because Jordan was on, on that one and I wanted to play him again. Yeah. But yeah, now, now that you're talking about the Xbox One and, and the next gen games, I might have to, uh, I've been, I've been fighting off getting the the one and the PS4 just because of everything I've heard about them. But now, just to play that game, I might have to do it. I uh, highly recommend if you can get it, get it. <laughs> you guys ready for the next category? Yeah. All right. Best toy of the year. Best toy of the year. Just get those wonderful toys. Who wants to go first? I know I don't have one, so whoever wants to go first, just jump in. You can go, Sean, if you want. Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> I got to think about right, that. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, first. I, I, I talked about it a few times, and you know, looking through everything that's come out this year, you know, I'm looking at 2013. Um, I think I still think that the the, the best toy or best toy line that's come out. Um, is the Star Wars six-inch black series, and the best figure from that line was the Boba Fett. I know I, I brought it up before. Um, I'm going to probably keep bringing it up. I think everybody who's collecting this line will bring that figure up. The the San Diego Comic Con exclusive one came with a six-inch Han and Carbonite uh, in an exclusive two-pack, and it's just uh, it's it, it, it's beautiful. I don't have the San Diego Comic Con one. I've got the other one. The just you know they released in. Uh, series two, uh, the the Boba Fett by himself. I'm hoping to release the Han and Carbonite by itself as well. But it's just a great figure. It's well articulated. Comes with every accessory you'd want Boba Fett to have. And in that six inch scale, I'm just a huge fan of the, the six inch figures. Uh, you know, I know you know everyone grew up on three and three quarters. You know, we had it with the original Star Wars line, GI Joes, everything. I just I just like what they can do as a collector on the six-inch six scale, and I think that, that that's probably the best toy that's come out this year. No, you're right, and the packaging looks very nice on those two. It's uh, something that you really just you'd want to buy two of because you want one to stay in the packaging and then you want one to have out in display. <laughs> they are really nice. Uh, if, if I'd had to pick, if I was forced to pick, I'd, I'd, I'd pick that as well, Alil. That's a, that's a great choice. Yeah, yeah and, actually, and you're right about the packaging. I mean, the packaging... I mean, the fact that you could just sit it on a shelf with the with the black box. It's got you know a little bit of silver on there. It has the Star Wars logo, not too flashy, but it doesn't take away from the figure. And you got the figure in there. I, I just love it. I am. Um, uh, I'm actually gonna probably give me my. I like the Lils because I'm not really a. I'm. I am a, a Star Wars fan, but I won't go and buy those kind of figures for some reason. I don't know why I don't. But for me, I picked up. This is something that maybe a lot of listeners might not know, but is there's an artist, his name is Cause. And um he designed this uh it's like a it has to be like it has to be like sixteen inch it has to be a sixteen inch Astro Boy figure. And it oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Like the way it's designed, it's like a vinyl, it's like Western vinyl. Um that was probably my best pickup of the year. And right now it's probably worth 
way more than what I pay for it now. So, did, hey, did you ever I, see I the uh, Astro Boy, um, the the movie that they came out with a few years ago? I did. I didn't like it though. I, lo- I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I liked it. I really did. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, and it was geared. I mean, it, it's all. They're always geared towards kids, but I, I wanted to be a little bit more Astro Boy, and it wasn't. They 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 made him into more of a boy instead of like you know the Astro Boy saving the world type. I, I, it was it was okay, but it wasn't great. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, actually, I want to leave the podcast right now and go watch it. That's how much I enjoyed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it was good. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. Um, but I don't know. I, I was watching it with kids too, so I was watching it with my niece and nephew. So maybe that's why. So. But, uh, um, D- uh, Dave from our website, his best uh, toy was the uh, Funko Pop bobbleheads. Uh, I love those. I I got like eleven for Christmas. Did you really? Yeah, my <laughs> wife got me. My wife got me the Ninja Turtles four pack. Did an Amazon exclusive, all four in one pack. I uh, got a bunch of Marvel ones. Yeah, I I really like those. I mean, I I just think they're they're cool. Yeah, they're, they're small, and you can kind of put them all over the place. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm a yeah. fan. I can see why people get addicted I, to them. I've always, I've always disliked bobbleheads, man. I just they don't, they don't, they don't sit well with me for some reason. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I can't be a fan of those things. Like I'm just not a, a bobblehead guy. I don't. You know what though? I don't like regular bobbleheads. Like the, you know, like the. Yeah, I got a couple sports ones and things like that that I've gotten through giveaways and, and you know stuff like that. Never a fan of those, but for some odd reason, these things are just they, they, they're kind of unique and they've got their own style. And not all of them bobble though. That's that's oh. the other thing. Like there's a lot of the uh, the series. Like I think the Marvel ones have to bobble because of the licensing agreement. But there are some that don't. I think some of the Disney ones I have don't bobble. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just a fan. They have these crazy ones too. They're like a foot big. They're huge. They're they're like uh, twelve or fourteen inches, and they're just really cool. They have a Batman one. Which you know, how many times I've passed up buying, but I shouldn't have. It's really cool, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with Dave there. I really like those uh, those figures. Did you guys ever see the uh, Catherine Hepburn bobblehead that came out a few years ago that they recalled? No. Why did they no. recall it? Because the bitch her her head shook all the time. Anyway, they they thought it was in bad taste. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Which is so right, it's funny. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> let, let's go on to best comic book artist. Best comic book artist. Picture pages, picture pages, time to get your picture pages, time to get your crayons and your pencils. Picture pages, picture pages, open up your picture pages. Time to watch Bill Cosby do a picture page with you. Yeah, I just busted out some picture page. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, I'm so about to get my little pen out. And... All right. Does anybody have a favorite uh, comic book artist of the year or artist in, of the year? Um, I'll go with this one. I mean, it, it, again, I'm getting back into comics. So, you know, for me right now, getting in, uh, you know, the, the cover artist, I think, I think he goes by jock. If I'm right on that, uh, who's doing the new Avengers for Marvel now. 
Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the his cover art. I really enjoy. Uh, it, it, it's probably not only being a big Marvel fan, but it's probably one of the reasons why I gravitate to his. I, I like the you know they've got really simplistic artwork with the shadows and everything, and the, I, I just really enjoy that. I think I think it's really cool seeing that where you you don't get too much on on the page at one time, or you don't get some kind of just big figure. I like the shadow kind of work that he's done with, and, and that that's what I'm going to go with uh, for my uh, comic artist of the year. Nice. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with... You're going to go with yourself. <laughs> Sean Hamilton. Yeah, well, I would if I... I'm not, but I'm not that arrogant, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's like, let me tell you about this artist, Sean Hamilton. He's like, he's looking in a mirror. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... I got two, but I'm going to go with Roberto no. Ramos for, uh, the, the spectac- for the Superior Spider-Man. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking... I, I fucking love this dude. Like, I literally got, like, all his books, and, I mean, his his book is, his stuff is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, probably McGinnis, who did Nova. Oh, Ed McGinnis, yes. Oh, I love, so, those yeah. Are, those are my favorite. Uh, yeah, those are excellent choices. Very excellent choices. My- I'm telling you, Ramos is my second. I'm sitting here right now in my hands. I've got the... Uh, uh, Superior Spider-Man number 22 and I was just flipping through it right before we started recording and I was like god this guy is so good is that the beginning of the Venom arc yeah the Darkest Hours yeah, yeah. It's get- oh it's yeah. getting good it is getting good Superior Spider-Man <laughs> it is getting really things are shit is heating up it's it's really good so uh, my favorite, I have, I, have a, I have a favorite artist of the year, and then I have a runner-up. Uh, my runner-up, I got to go with uh, artist uh, Francesco Francavella. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work. I'm not. Uh, he's doing work on the uh, comic book. It's called Afterlife with Archie. Um, it's, uh, it's basically, it's, it's, it's an Archie comic, but it's a serious Archie comic where they, they, it's a serious take on Archie where the town of Riverdale is actually being taken over by zombies. And, uh, yeah, Jughead, I think his, uh, his dog gets hit by a car. He takes his dog to, um, Sabrina, the teenage witch, who's actually part of that universe. And she uses the, uh, Necronomicon to bring hot dog, her, his dog back to life. Well, the dog comes back as a zombie, bites Jughead, Jughead turns into a zombie. And that just like, in turn, Jughead just starts attacking all the kids in the town. And, uh, his style is really Sue's type of book. Uh, he does really bold. I'm it just, he uses a very limited color palette, but it's very bold. And, um, he's also doing an uh, amazing work on a book called black beetle. He writes and does all the work on that. Uh, he's done uh, some guardians of the galaxy this year. He did a couple issues, I think of Hawkeye. Uh, his, his style is so bold and distinct and, and not many people can do what he's doing. I'm a huge fan of Francesco Francavilla, and that's why uh, he's my runner-up for Top Comic Book Artist of 2013. My favorite artist of the year is only doing one book that I'm currently reading, and I don't know if he's doing anything else, but his style is has had a very lasting impression on me. The book, it's called Avengers AI, 
and the artist is Andre Lima Arajo. I believe that's how it's pronounced, and I apologize if it's not. But this book uh, was spawned after the Age of Ultron event that happened over the summer, and I thought that this was just going to be a lame book. And then I started to read it, and I was hooked. Uh, it's a funny book. It's got great characters, uh, but it's the art that really stands out to me uh, each and every issue, and that's all due to Andre Lima's amazing artwork. It's a little pop arty, but not cute and silly. Each color, each page is just colorful and detailed, and just a joy to look at. Uh, so that's why Andre Lima Arajo is my number one comic book art, comic book artist of the year, hands down. Wow. And uh, I'm sure he wasn't on a lot of people's lists. It's just he just stood out to me. Um, uh, Dave, he picks uh, great pick too. And, and Fiona Staples, and she's doing oh. she's doing art on uh, the comic book Saga. She does a lot of variant Saga. covers, but Saga is is amazing. So yeah, Fiona Staples, great pick by Dave. All right. You guys ready to move on to Best Comic Book Writer? Let's go for it. All right. Yeah. Go. Best yeah. Comic Book Writer. All right, best comic book writer. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'm gonna. I'll just jump into it and say Brian Michael Bendis. Nice, yeah, yeah. Um, he's working on. Uh, he's been doing the X Men titles this year, and uh, yeah. yeah. He did actually a couple of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, he's been doing Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah, and that's been a that's been a great series. And they had uh, Iron Man in that first arc. That was awesome. Yeah, I actually I liked I liked what he was doing on X Men. Um, and then I even liked the way the Battle of the Atom event started. I just didn't really like how it ended. But uh, hopefully he'll be able to do some really good. Uh, do, do some really good stuff with this new trial of Jean Grey that's going on. But, uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. He had a good year, in my opinion. I know a lot of people didn't care for the Battle of the Atom. They didn't care for Age of Ultron. But I still think Bendis is one of the top guys at Marvel. Agreed. A little? Yeah, yeah actually, it is, mine also is Brian Michael Bendis. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I've read basically... Most of what what you guys have already discussed, I, I just think uh, you know he does a really good job with the heroes, bringing in heroes, giving everybody their due. Uh, he, he, like you said, he, he, I think he's the best writer in Marvel. He's, he, he, I think he can touch any title and make it better. Um, I th- isn't he also working on Avengers right now as well? No, that's Jonathan Hickman. He he was on Avengers, and then they did the they they uh, he's on a. Uh... Uh, Jonathan Hickman's doing all the Avengers titles now. He's doing uh, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean Bendis. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with Tian Bendis. That that's who uh, who I had written down here. Awesome. My pick for best comic book writer for 2013 is Curtis Weeby, and uh, he's doing two fantastic books right now for Image. He's doing Peter Panzerfaust, uh, which is uh, a twist on the original story of Peter Pan, in which this story it takes place in World War II, and in this version, uh, Captain Hook is a Nazi. 
Uh, it's imaginative and uh, underappreciated. I don't think a lot of people are reading it uh, as many as it should be reading it. Um, I think it is. Uh, I think BBC is going to be turning it into a TV show. And uh, I know that I think Elijah Wood and Ron Perlman, Elijah Wood and maybe Ron Perlman are doing a uh, um, a motion comic for it. Is what I've heard. Um, the next book that he's doing is called Rat Queens, and Rat Queens it's a dark uh, comedic fantasy series. Uh, it stars Hannah, the rockabilly elven mage; Violet, the hipster dwarven fighter. D, the atheist human cleric, and Betty, the hippie hobbit thief. Uh, it's a modern spin on an old school genre in a violent monster-killing epic that is like Buffy meets Tank Girl in a Lord of the Rings world on crack. And it, I love this book. We've talked about this book before on the podcast, and if you're not reading it, you should be. Um, it's early on in the run. I think there's only like four or five issues out, so there's plenty of time to jump on board with this book. It's called Rat Queens. Uh, it is amazing, uh, and the art by Rock Upchurch is phenomenal. So definitely check it out. It's awesome. I trust you too because uh, you put me onto a couple other things too. But I, I definitely I'll start reading it as soon as possible. Oh, you gotta read Rat Queens, man! I, I, I the first trade should be out within the next couple months, and I think there's only three issues out. Issue four is coming out soon. I'm I'm not kidding you, dude. It's funny. The the artwork is beautiful. I've actually. Um, talked with uh rock up church back and forth on facebook before he's a great friendly guy uh did a beautiful cover for uh a comic book called Drumheller, uh a variant cover for that book he's an amazing artist this but uh you know definitely check it out rat queens now domesticated dave his pick was jonathan hickman who we kind of talked about earlier who's doing avengers he's doing new avengers and he's also doing a book a new book called east of west um, which is like the, I don't know, it's like if different events had played out in history, I, I, I read the first issue. It's a book that I haven't, I haven't kept up on, but, uh, I think it deals with like the four horsemen of the apocalypse in a modern world where the, it's kind of like a modern Western kind of it's bizarre but uh yeah it, uh, jonathan hickman is doing some awesome independent work and some amazing work from marvel this year he did the infinity series this year that was a huge event so awesome um you guys ready to move on to best new comic series yeah yep. okay uh let's see here <laughs> i think i lost the sound bite that one. <laughs> oh, geez best new okay here we go i'll have to play it manually uh. Owen comic. Wow, we waited all that for that. Are you kidding me? I didn't even add anything special to that one. <laughs> all right. Um, I uh, let's see. Does anybody want to go first on this one? Ooh, I want to go first. Go for it. <laughs> I am going to say the best ongoing comic right now for me is the Superior Spider-Man. Oh, you're stealing everything. I love it so much. That's why I wanted to go first because <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love it. I love the beginning of the story all the way up to right now. So if you're not reading it, 
you should be fucking reading this goddamn book. It's actually it's actually a graphic. It's actually a novel. It's a graphic novel right now. I guess they or they made it into you know they combined all the books together or whatever. Um, it's it was just amazing from from the beginning, and I'm sticking with it all the way until they end it. Then they better not end it. I'm going to protest, but I, I love Spectacular Spider Man or some sorry Superior Spider Man. Superior Spider Man, yeah. <laughs> Superior. So yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan Slott is is killing it on that book, man. I, I got to agree. That's one of my favorite books. I love it. I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. Dan Slott also, by the way, is going to be writing Silver Surfer in the uh, in Ooh, March. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be writing a new Silver Surfer book coming out in March. But all right, hopefully, he'll get, hopefully he'll get Ramos to uh, do the uh, artwork. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, Mike Allred. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Mike Allred is doing the art, and it looks amazing. So, oh. all right, Alil, what's your book? Well, it was the it was the Superior Spider Man, <laughs> and it still can um, be. <laughs> no, no, it, it is. It is. It, it, you know, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first to admit that I didn't start out when Superior Spider Man number one came out. Um, I didn't pick it up. You know, after after what they did in Amazing Seven Hundred with you know how they edited Peter and everything. I, I was done. I, I washed my hands and said, "You know what? I, I just can't follow this. This is getting too, too crazy." Doc Ock in there. It's just, it's just. You know, I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, then, uh, as, as uh, Sean just said, they they, t- they put it in a trade. You know, they they made. I think it was. I can't even remember how many how many of the issues were. And uh, it was probably I picked it up probably right around the time that we started the show uh, that I started on the show uh, with you guys, just because I wanted to get some more knowledge back in in the comics. And I read that and I was just I was blown away. Uh, so I started picking up some issues here and there. And like I said, I'm on as I was saying before, I'm on 22 now, and I, that is the newest one, right? There, I don't think 23 has come out yet. 23, uh, I think 23 might have been the, the last issue I read. Okay. All right. Well, I'm on, I'm on 22. Okay. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty floored. I'm, I'm shocked at, at how good this has turned out. Um, I, I really thought that this would be, you know, and that's why I kind of washed my hands of it because I thought that this was going to be a gimmick that, you know, Peter will come back within six months. Nope. Nope. They're, you know, yeah. now that I'm reading this, it's it seems like this is the way they're going to be going. It, it's, it's very interesting, very yes. very well written. Slot said he had been planning this for quite a while, and so I ju- we just got to trust Dan Slot that he knows what he's doing with this title, and so far he does. You know, I mean, it's it's just been it's it's been a great run. I, I mean, I th- I'll never be able to look at the character of Doc Ock the same again after this series. And I don't think anybody will. Anybody who's reading this will not be able to look at Doc Ock the same again. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's fantastic. Um, I just finished my, my, my best new comic series of the year. I actually just finished reading uh, the issues of this yesterday. Uh, I've been kind of like holding them for a while, and I, and I read it. And uh, the, the first four issues – in Greg Rucka and Michael Lark's new comic book, Lazarus, is absolutely fucking amazing. And after each issue, I just could not wait to read the next. So I just – I dropped that issue, read the next. 
Um, now there's like a two month gap in between the next issue and it's driving me crazy to know what is going on, what's going to happen next. Uh, in the book, it's a dystopian future. There's rich families who basically govern a territory and there's a distinct divide between the rich and then the poor. Uh, the rich grow richer and the poor, they actually refer to the poor people as the waste. And they are just exploited. They're pawns. Uh, they use them, uh, to their, uh, to, to, for their gain. Uh, the story, it follows Forever Carlisle, who is this family's Lazarus. Um, she protects the Carlisle family. She's been genetically engineered to be a strong, deadly, obedient warrior. She was made to be a trained killer and she defends her family no matter what the cost. Her family is hiding the truth from her that, and if she finds out, the truth, it could bring everything that they're trying to hold on to. It could come crashing down on them. Uh, there's a sibling power struggle. There's betrayal that's tearing the family apart. Um, this book is fantastic. It really didn't hit its stride until issue number two, which honestly is not the case in comics. Usually the first book sucks you in and, and you keep picking the book up and, and the story quality can drop. This is the opposite. The story is amazing. The way Michael Lark, he shows action sequences when the characters are fighting each other. It's something to be admired and appreciated. Um, it, you don't have to like go from one panel to the other panel and kind of fill things in. It's, it's amazing the action sequences he, he puts in, he strings together. Uh, I kept re reading this book and just thinking about how awesome an on-screen adaptation would be. Um, do not sleep on this book. And I think you can get the first trade paperback containing the first story arcs on Amazon, I think, for $5.66 the last time I checked. Damn, Brian, do you work in a comic book store? Because <laughs> you know the first thing that, I, that I've ever heard somebody say before. And it's, you are really detailed and you're on point. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to give you an award for the most fucking titles that I've never known that I have to read. Award. You, you've got to read. Nah, okay, I'm telling you, if you, if, if you like uh, – if you want to read a good run on The Punisher, read Greg Rucka's run on The Punisher. Uh, but Gre Greg Rucka is fantastic. And uh, he's killing it on this book, man. It is it is awesome. Um, I, I I thought it was just going to be one of those image titles that they were you know hyping, and it wasn't really going to do do it for me. But uh, I mean, this book this book is amazing. It, it's like watching a movie being played out on a book. It, it's it's that it's that good. It's really good. Sweet, good to know. And then my I'd say my runner up is going to be Velvet. Velvet is. Um, it's kind of like uh, if if James Bond was a female spy. Yeah, I actually read that. That actually is really good. It is good, yeah. isn't it? And that's uh, yeah. that's Ed Brubaker. That 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 yeah. book is good. It's really good. Um, Dave's pick for um, best new ongoing comic is Rat Queens by Curtis Weeby and the art by Rock Up Church, which we talked about earlier. So awesome, good choice as well. All right, you guys ready for best ongoing comic? <laughs> you guys there? All right. Best okay. best ongoing comic. Best ongoing comic. All right, best ongoing comic. Who wants to go for it? 
I'm gonna let Lil go first. You go because I spoiled it for you last time. <laughs> no, that, that's 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 all right. I mean, you know, I, I like again, like I said, I haven't been reading everything, and the you know, the other thing that I picked up that I've gotten into, uh, which I guess you can consider an ongoing comic, is uh, Batman: The Dark Knight from the New Fifty Two. That that's just it's just been a really interesting story here with uh, with Batman. It's been uh, the writers, I believe it's uh, Hurwitz. Am I right on that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, did you read the? Uh... Was it the um, Scarecrow arc? Was that the one you read? You know what? I picked it up in the middle. I picked it up at twenty. Uh, I think at twenty. Oh, okay. I don't think that's. I think I missed. I, you did. Miss I'm trying to go one. back yeah. and find. I'm trying to go back and find them. But I was just really kind of. You know, I, I did. I just picked it up out of the whim. I was. You know, again, I don't want people thinking that I'm a DC hater, so I decided to start picking up some DC comics. Uh, if you want to and, pick up some DC comics, you talk to me, man. I can. I'll point you in the right direction. No, I, I, I believe me. I, I, I was planning on it. I, I was just at the comic store with uh, with the fam that one day, and I just started, you know, picking up a bunch of different titles, just seeing what uh, what would get me. And I really, really enjoyed it. That's why I wanted to go back and get, uh, you know, get the uh, get the entire run. But I, I just thought it was a uh, it was a really good story. Um, the artwork was great. It was it was it just really it really got me, and it it, it just seemed like it was. Um, I don't know how to how to put it uh, into words. It just seemed like it was a uh, it it was what I hope you know that they can put you know the the new Batman to be. You know, it just seemed more rugged, more. I don't want to say violent because I don't, I don't, I don't. We don't need Batman just, just destroying people left and right. But I just, I just liked this this version of of Batman. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got. I mean, again, like I said, I've just started picking a lot of these back up, so I really don't have uh, have much to go off. I didn't want to make uh, Superior Spider-Man the answer to every question I had, every question out there. So. Sure, sure. No, I mean, you really can't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think honestly, I think you need to start reading Scott Snyder's run on Batman. I think once you start reading Scott Snyder's run on Batman, you'll. You'll be okay. sucked. You'll be sucked back into into that comic. I, it, 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 the way Scott Snyder is writing Batman is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the first story arc, uh, the Court of Owls, it was a year long arc, and uh, that Court of Owls story was just amazing. And then from there, he had a couple of, like you know one shot issues where he de- dealt with a character named Harper Rowe, and she's an interesting character. And then from there, he went on and did a, uh, a whole, uh, like, I think it was like a four, five, six issue arc called uh, Death of the Family, which dealt with uh, Batman's first encounter with uh, the Joker and the New 52. And that was absolutely fantastic. And it had uh, lasting repercussions in the Batman universe uh, since then. Um, so, yeah, definitely you want to check out uh, Batman uh, by Scott Snyder. It's, it's really good. But, yeah, the, 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 detect- the Detective Comics has been good with John Lehman this year, and then uh, The Dark Knight has been good, too. It started to get a lot better once they switched writers. So, yeah, I agree. It's a good comic book. Um, Sean, what do you got, man? You got anything? Yep. I have got, which is my favorite, and I've been a fan since day one, is The Walking Dead. I don't care what nobody says, all the the the, the hype around The Walking Dead, but I've, I actually have been a fan since day one. I've got every single comic book like literally even the ones that are going for like money right now on uh-huh. on the internet i've got every single one 
So I'm a fan of Walking Dead from issue one all the way up, and I've got all the comic books, so I'm always going to be probably a Walking Dead fan no matter what. So Walking Dead for me. What do you think about um, the – Walking Dead uh, going to uh, twice a month now for the for the war uh, event. Uh, I'm cool with it. I mean, I st- you know what? I'm cool with it. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it's it's fun. It's actually a fun read to be honest. And I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but it, it I mean it gets crazy. So it, I love it, man. And it's there's a new there's a new little virus or a new little thing going on. I don't want to tell anybody anything, but. It's good, man. I like the villain in it. Uh, uh, Walking Dead for me, all the way. Let me tell all you this way. real quick. I, um, let me see here. You remember when issue 100 came out last year? Yeah. Okay, well, Skybound, which is uh, um, Skybound Imprints, which is, uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? Robert Kirkman's company. Uh, yeah. He, uh, they came out with a uh, Walking Dead 100th anniversary uh, box set. And they only made a uh, hundred of them, and right. uh, I got one. Oh, you lucky bastard! Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's unopened. I've never opened it. It's still in the box that they shipped it in. I've never opened it. It's never even seen the light. It came with like came with pretty much. I think almost all the covers of issue one hundred came with a T shirt. Came with a lithograph, and and uh, I, I've never I've never opened it. So. I'm going to tell you that that issue 100 messed me up so much for like at least two weeks. Oh, because, yeah, I know, because, you know. I know what happened no, in issue 100, man. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers, man. No spoilers, but, but that, yeah. It tore me up, man. I was like, I was like hurt. I was like, oh, man, really? Are you fucking kidding me? I know. I know, dude. All I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. Um, my best ongoing comic, uh, there were a lot of great comic books that came out this year, uh, but there was one that is – Heads and shoulders above the rest, in my opinion. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' saga was the best ongoing comic for me. Brian K. Vaughn is simply one of the best comic book writers ever, in my opinion, uh, from his work on Why the Last Man, uh, Pride of Dip Baghdad, uh, Ex Machina, The Runaways, to his new digital comic, uh, The Private Eye, on panelsyndicate.com, that he lets uh, readers pay whatever they want to to read the comic book. Um, his imagination has no bounds, and Saga is really where he just lets his imagination come to life. Saga, it's been called a space opera. Uh, anything from a forest that has organic rocket ships that fly the universe to a spider-looking bounty hunter female to a cat that can tell if you're telling the truth or lying, this book has everything. Uh, in Saga, the two main characters, Marco and Alana, are from two different races. They fall in love with each other and have a child. All while their two races, Landfall and Wreath, are at war with one another. The two species leaders then send bounty hunters after Marco and Alana to have them killed and then take their baby. The entire book takes place in the past and is narrated by the baby, Hazel, who's older now. But just how old, we just don't know yet. Brian K. Vaughn doesn't let conventional stories or tropes hinder his book at all. It plays by its own set of rules, and even though the characters battle magical races and royalty with television sets for heads, they are all completely relatable. The book, the art by Fiona Staples is bright, colorful. 
Her character designs are imaginative and distinctly her own. Fiona, Fiona Staples is simply the best thing to come out of Canada since hockey, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan. She can draw the most cute and cuddly creature you've ever seen, but on the flip side, draw something so disgusting and disturbing you'd never imagine could be within the pages of a comic book. This book is part Star Wars, part Dungeons and Dragons, part soap opera, but it's all about love and it's about family, and that's what makes this book so amazing. This simply is the best comic book on the shelves that you can buy for $2.99. The marriage between Vaughn's words with Staples Art is something so new and so innovative that it needs to be read by comic book fans and non-comic book fans alike. Quite simply, in my opinion, this is the perfect comic book, and that is why it is my best ongoing comic book for 2013. Oh my god, I have not read this comic book at all, and I've heard you mention it at least three times already, and I have not picked this comic book up yet, and I don't know why, because I must be stupid. Because every time I pass it by in a, in a comic book store, I'm like, do I want to get this? Do I not want to get it? Like, I keep hesitating on it. And I'm just going to pick it up now. Now you keep talking about it. I'm going to have to pick it up now. The first Maybe. trade you can get on Amazon real cheap. Uh, I think you can even go to Comixology. And I think you can get the first issue. It, it might even be free. I, I, it's at least 99 cents. But uh, 99 cents, I, I believe, is, is the cost for the first issue. And it's a double-sized issue, that first issue. I think it's like 44 pages. And uh, after you read that first issue, you'll be sucked in. It, it is amazing. It is my favorite comic book. Fiona Staples is the only only artist on the book. So how they do it is they'll come out with six books and then they take three months off so she can catch up on the art. So some of the worst times of my year are those three months off because I'm waiting for the book to come back out. Huh. Well, I, I, I did the same thing that, that, that Sean did as, as I'm in a comic book store. You know, I, I kept seeing Saga and I kept looking at it and I'm like, Brian keeps talking about this. Brian keeps talking about this. Do I pick this thing up? And uh, yeah, I haven't yet, but I'm definitely like that's that's going on the top of the list here to, to to check out. If you don't read comics, this is your gateway drug to comics saga. I'm serious. Like I don't see how anybody could pick this up, read it, and not just get sucked into this world. It is absolutely fantastic. The characters are relatable. I mean, both uh, I, I know a little. Uh, both you and Steve have children. It's about parenting in a way. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, once he had a kid, he wanted to have his experience of having a child put into this book and his feelings towards his children. This book is fantastic. It de- deals with relationships. It deals with broke, uh, past relationships. It deals with your parents. It, it, it's amazing. It, you, but everything happens in outer space where Anything can happen. It's it's absolutely fantastic. It's like Star Wars. Like I said, Star Wars meets uh, Dungeons and Dragons meets a soap opera. It's it's amazing. If everyone should read this comic, man, you like this comic book so much, man. Next year, if I if I'm at Comic Con next year, I'm definitely going to get you a signed copy of her because she was at Comic Con this year. Yeah, I love and- I love Fiona Staples. I, I, any any variant cover that she does, I'll pick up, even if it's a book I'm not reading. I wasn't reading Action Comics, and then she did a variant cover for Action Comics, and I picked it up. Um, Rat Queens, she did a variant cover for that. I had to pick it up. I had I bid on it. I paid like extra to get it. 
anything that she does, I have to get. Same thing with like I mentioned Fran- uh, Francesco Francavella. I like I love his his covers. Um, there's just certain comic book artists and writers and that I, I will follow their work. And, and now because of saga, I follow Fiona Staples work. Um, I would love to one a day, one day get a commission drawn by her. Of, yeah, remind me, remind me next year, man. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, cause she had a long line. I know that. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, yeah. if, if I can find a moment with her, I'll definitely get something signed for you, man. Definitely. Awesome. Or write, you know, a drawing or something. Awesome. Yeah, like uh my my favorite one of my favorite characters is a character that doesn't even um that only has one line. It's uh lying. I love lying cat. There's this cat that's owned by a bounty hunter and this cat knows when you're lying. And so if you're lying, he'll just this cat'll just say lying. And it, sometimes it happens at hilarious moments. Like where people are trying to keep something a secret and they'll they'll lie and the cat'll call them out on it. It, it, it it's 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 fantastic. I don't know. I love this book. I'm going to shut up. I could talk about Saga all fucking night, so we got to move on. We got to move on. Uh, yeah, because it'll be a saga by you talking about it. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Domesticated Dave, his pick was Wonder Woman, uh, the uh, the new 52 book by Brian Azzarello. And, uh, you know, I'm not reading that book, unfortunately. Uh, I've read a few issues, and it, it's kind of like its own self-contained universe within the new 52. It doesn't really tie into anything else in the new 52 which is actually really cool uh and then his runner-up was uh hawkeye by matt fraction which is another book i'm reading another book i'm absolutely in love with and I, i'm behind that pick 100 percent um let's move on to best animated television show best animated show of the year Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> Seriously, oh, I'm, just, just, oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, all, all I want to do now is go back and, and watch some Ducktales and Darkwing Duck. Man, what are you what are you doing to me, man? <laughs> oh man, seriously, like I listened to so many like old school like theme songs today when I was setting that up. <laughs> That's awesome. That is uh, awesome. All right, who's got their uh, best new animated television show? Um, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've talked about it before, um, and I, I'm going to go with uh, the Hulk and the Agents of Smash on Disney XD. Uh, I, I I just enjoy the show a lot. I watch it with my kids. They get into it. They get into all the villains. They get into the story arcs. It is not a a true to the comic version of Hulk and all the characters, but I enjoy it. I, I like that they introduce characters that you don't hear about every day. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it before they brought up like Blastar and Annihilus and all this stuff, stuff that, you know, the kid, you know, kids aren't going to really read about, really know who these characters are, but you get a little, a little tidbit of them. I like that. It's a, Kind of a family unit with the uh, with the agents of Smash. I like you know Red Hulk, She Hulk, um, uh, Scar, 
I mean, it's just a it's just a good show. It's it's fun, and I think that's what it's meant to be. I I don't think it's meant to be anything more than something that appeals to the, to the kids and something that they they like. I said, toss out little uh, little nuggets for for us comic fans and who are you know raising our children to to enjoy this stuff. And I'm I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, a little, I cannot agree with you. I hate that damn. I hate that cartoon. I hate I hate the Spider Man one. Like, I, I, little, now, no, welcome. Th- now this sounds like an episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> oh no, you, you just started me up now. Oh, that's uh, right. I fucking hate that cartoon so much. It it I can't I can when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this is kind of oh no, I hate this. This is stupid. The Hulk he talks into the camera. I'm like, why the Hulk doesn't do any of this in the comic books? Ever have I ever seen him? Do anything but, like this. I I hate this comic. I hate this cartoon. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's fine, man. You can hate it. Like I said, you know what? It's not for you. I understand that. That's that's why there's so much hate for these shows on on, uh, on all the message boards and all over the internet. I mean, I, I believe me. I, I was I was pissed out of my mind when they got rid of uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The spectacular oh. Spider-Man was a good was a really good Spider-Man cartoon, but like I was saying in a, in a couple episodes prior to this, you know when we grew up when we watched Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends and that Hulk show on NBC that we loved when we were kids, those had nothing to do with the comics, nothing at all. They were, and I watch them now. I have them on bootlegs, and you know I watch them now with the kids, and I look at them and I'm like, wow, these were pretty terrible. But yeah. I love them, and that that's kind of what I love about these. Again, they're not going to change the way I think of the Hulk. Yes, the, the whole thing with the video cameras, the webcams, following them around, and they're doing a web series, that is idiotic. But you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it because my okay. kids enjoy it, and that's why I like it. Um, oh, but I also, that, like the little, I also like the little yeah. nuggets and that they add those villains that, that you don't always hear about. You know, like my, my, my son asking me who Blastar is. You know, then I can go and pull out. You know, here, this is who Blastar is, and tell them about it. Oh, good. Now, that makes me feel bad now. That, no, <laughs> that I, you I kids love. Me. I'm, I'm I, sorry. I'm not so bad. Not gonna apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, don't don't apologize. Believe me, because th- these shows aren't. If I didn't have kids, I would be the same way. I'd be like, this is garbage. And yeah, you know, listen, to time, watching, listen to Sean. Listen to Sean. He's I like, have, no, I he's, have kids. Sean's like. <laughs> Yeah, that show that you watch with your kids and you're you're making this wonderful connection with them. I think it's shit. <laughs> He's like, fuck you and your kids. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> fuck your kids. Marvel, Ag- uh, fucking Hulk and the Agents of Shit. That's what you're watching. Fuck you, Alil. Fuck that show. I'm out. Mic drop. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alil. No, man. I got man. Seriously, I understand how you feel. I got kids too. I got a thirteen-year-old son, but he doesn't—he doesn't like the Agents of Smash either. But I—I <laughs> I understand where you at, and, and and I feel you. I mean, my my probably my best show probably of the year, and it's an older show though. But the regular show, man, is one of the best shows I have ever watched. Best cartoons I've ever watched because it's so nostalgic sometimes, and I, I it can't do any wrong for me. So I'm. I love the regular show, and that's probably the only show that I probably like right now. Any cartoon because I haven't watched any cartoons in a while because all this, all of them been kind of crappy. So that's 
that's my that's my cartoon. That's Sorry. dude. That was hey. Uh, I I was gonna give my best new animated show, which is uh, it's uh, Rick and Morty. Um, it's hysterical. Uh, I've said it on the show before. It's like Back to the Future's Doc and Marty meet crack. Um, Dan Harmon is just a genius on this show. Uh, it's on Adult Swim, and I recommend everyone give this show a chance. It's 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 absolutely phenomenal. But that my best cartoon of the year is regular show 100%. I love the show. Like I said, I mean, we can connect with a lot of the stuff. They bring back a lot of like 80s stuff into this show. Um, you know, and 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 it's got like the the two characters have that slacker mentality and it's just funny. And uh I I love all the characters. My favorite character is Muscle Man. Um my girlfriend, her favorite character is Pops. She just thinks <laughs> she just I love it. He's just so whimsical and silly, and it, she, she just cracks up every time she sees Pops. Um, so I bought <laughs> – uh, I'm probably going to embarrass her by – she won't listen to the podcast anyway, but it would embarrass her if, if she knew that I was saying this. But I bought her the Pops stuffed animal, the stuffed character, and then she loved it so much. She's got one on her shelf, and she's got another one that she sleeps with. I bought her another one to sleep with. She loves Pops. And then she loves Pops so much – that I went there is an artist on Etsy that hey Sean do you know on the show like in in the house they've got all the different drawings the artist drawings of like pops smiling and when all this different these those pictures of pops in the house <laughs> yeah yeah I know you're talking about <laughs> yeah well there's an artist on Etsy that drew the like an exact like artist rendition of like pops in one of those paintings on the wall oh sweet and I bought it for my girlfriend and she's got it on her wall in her in her place i'll take a picture of it and throw it on facebook for everybody to see um in the in the next few days but she loves it i mean she loves pop she loves she loves regular show it's one of those shows that we watch together and we just die laughing um and and it's kind of formulaic like you know they do something normal and then it just turns into something crazy but each time it's 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 different and it's funny and I love that show. I really do. I, a regular show is my best cartoon of 2013. Sweet. Uh, gonna, I, I haven't watched it. And I guess I'm going to have to. A little. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I know. Uh, but, but, yeah. He's I, too busy just, watching that fucking piece of shit Hulk and the Agents <laughs> of Crap. <You laughs> stupid motherfucker trying to connect with your kids. You make me sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, little man. I apologize, man. I, I got, it's nothing against your kids, man. It's just, it's you, just don't, you don't have to apologize at all, man. Believe me. <laughs> from if now on, no. From now myself, on, I can see, I can see a Lil's house tomorrow. The kids are crying, and Lil's like, "Shut up! We're gonna watch regular show, and you're gonna like it." <laughs> we want to watch. watch we want to watch Hulk. <laughs> Um, much, yeah, yeah, you much. can, yeah, you can a little. It's it, it's not that bad. It's like really, it's it's more like yeah, they wouldn't understand it though. Like you would probably understand it more than they would. But it's it's a funny. It's like they're like slackers. That's pretty much what they all. That's all they are. Yeah. And I mean, for the kids, it, it all depends. I mean, they might like it. They might not. Let them see it first, you know. And then right. if they don't like it, then don't watch it again. That's all I can tell you. As long as you're <laughs> we- as long as you're weaning them off that fucking Hulk shit. <laughs> is it on netflix uh it you know what yeah it, it is on netflix it, uh, yeah it is on netflix the first season is on netflix 
And um, it's on demand too. So if you got on yeah. demand and Netflix, it, it is on there. They finally uh, came out with the seasons on DVD and Blu-ray. Like they used to just come out with like the slacker pack or like the, the party edition or whatever. They finally came out with the seasons on DVD and Blu-ray, like the first two seasons. So. Right, right. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out and, uh, and uh, inform inform the world if I've changed my mind in regards to Hulk and the Agents of Smash. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's like, Sean, you just shit on a beautiful moment, you know? <laughs> you know, my kids all climb up on me in my big chair. We watch, you know... Disney XD in the morning. We talk about comic heroes. My son's running around wanting to be Hulk. The girls love She Hulk. And now you're telling me it's shit. Man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm That's all right. I did to Brian last week. So it's all right. I, you know, I got it out for all you. <laughs> man, I feel, you know, it's like, Sean, like, did, 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 your, did your son, did he ever, like, bring you, like, a macaroni necklace? And did you ever just be like, oh, this is not, this is not good. We're going to have to redo this. This oh no! Because I'm such I'm such a I'm such a creative dude. I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit, man. You better make me something else. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like there's like your son's artwork. There's a good pile and then a bad pile. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I wouldn't do that to him. But you know, I'm sorry, Lil. I apologize. There's still no apology. Like I said, man. <laughs> It, if it wasn't for for all that stuff and, and and seeing them enjoy it and then seeing just a little hints of stuff for us, I, I, I would agree the show is shit. If I if I if I was watching it by myself, we would have a problem. No, oh, just okay. just own it, man. You like the show. You like the way it makes you and your kids feel when you're together. Just own it, man. Don't don't let you, Sean. I own that. I I definitely own that. You know. Sean, Sean's just shitting in your mouth and trying to say it's a Sunday. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's let, let's move on to best television, best new television show of the year, and best television show of the year. Best television show of the year. All right, best new television show and best television show of the year. Oh, I'm going first. And my best new television show of the year. Wait, can I, wait? Are we are we still doing the comedy version too? So no, do no, I no. have to. No, yeah, I mean you can throw one in there. It can be your best. We don't have like a separate comedy, you know, version for this one. That that's a last right. minute kind of like game time decision that we threw that out. But yeah, if 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 your best show of the year or new show of the year is a comedy, throw it in. Best new show of the year is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Alil, I know you're gonna go at me now. <laughs> this is time for oh man, Brooklyn Nine Nine is funny as shit. I love it. Alil, Watch. he watches it with his son. So you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I sure the hell do. So you know what? I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Amy Sandberg is funny as shit. Terry Crews is, is hilarious on that show. It, it's a great show, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, I love it. 
Yeah, that's, dude. That's, the episodes um, that I've caught, I mean, it's it's not like funny, funny, funny all the way through, but there are some moments in that show that I do sit there and just die laughing. Andy Samberg yeah. is just he's just silly, man. And uh I mean, uh what was that where they have uh I was watching one episode where they had he was doing like the uh um races with the chairs and they were using fire extinguishers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's it's, there's some funny parts where, like, he's trying to get, like, the, 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 police chief, I guess, is, uh, Andre Brower. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he's trying to, like, there's one episode where he's trying to get, like, his medal, and he does everything in the world to get that medal, but he ends up doing, like, it, he does it so well that, that he ended up getting the medal, and it was, it was just such a great episode, like, literally, hands down, it is a really funny episode, and I'm glad they renewed it for a second season, so. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine. And it's one of my favorite brand new TV shows of the year. And I agree. I love Terry Crews, and it's nice to see him back on the show every week because I was a huge fan of Everybody Hates Chris. And oh, yes. When, yes. when they took that off the air, because I thought it was going to come back and he, and they were going to start going to – because like he was supposed to go off to a different school. And I thought they were going to come back the next season. I had no idea it was canceled. and. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't get my Terry Crews fix every week, and it's nice to see him back on a show and not just doing the Expendables movies. So yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine—that's it's a funny show. I don't catch it every week, but yeah, it's a very funny show, and I agree. A little now, now you have a chance to chime in. <laughs> now again, I'm I'm not gonna blast you for liking that show. I I just you know what, I just don't get uh, Andy Samberg. I I just don't. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know. I just I just don't think he's funny. He just you know, I like the cast. Like Terry Crews, I love Terry Crews. The, the irony, guy. the irony right now is Alil has his dick in a box right now. And that's the <laughs> irony in this whole conversation. Lonely Island, Alil, come on now. Lonely Island is hands down one of the funniest, illest parody rap groups I've ever seen since the Beastie Boys. So you gotta give him you gotta give Sandberg something, man. He, he uh, they kill it. I'll give I'll give him that. Uh, I, I'm just telling you, man. You know what it was? It was watching that movie he did with uh, Hot Rod with with no with Adam Sandberg. Uh, oh, I don't watch. I stop Ad, Adam Sandler. I stopped Adam watching. Sandler, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to. Well, that's my boy. Yeah. Oh my god! I think I, I think after that, I, I I can't watch anything either of them do. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah, no, I didn't, and I didn't okay. want to watch it. I was not going to watch it. Either. No, yeah, I, 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 yeah. it was just on cable, and I, it, was, it was literally it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I could not fall asleep, and I was watching this thing, and the only reason I stick to, stuck around watching it was because I, I couldn't believe what was going on, and then I couldn't believe Vanilla Ice was in the movie. Uh, this goes back to I think our first uh, first podcast together where I was talking about Vanilla Ice goes Amish. I I just have a thing with Vanilla Ice, um, but. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't. I don't find him as funny as everyone else does. He did the Franco roast, and I just didn't care for him on on the Franco roast. You know, some of his stuff on SNL, like you know, is great. Some of it, you know, I could pass on. And I was watching. I, I believe me. I, I DVR the show. I've been watching. It. I've been trying to trying to get into it, and I just I just don't with the show. And I don't know. I don't know. It comes know. on. It, come on, just be honest. It comes on at the same time as the same time as Hulk Agents of, of Smash, <laughs> and so that's 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 your biggest gripe right there. In my house, it's playing twenty four seven. I'm I'm watching I'm watching Agents of Smash right now. <laughs> 
got a loop. <laughs> no, I, hey, you know right, what though? So, so, I think so, comedy so. comedy is a hard thing to judge. I think because everyone's got a different sense of humor. Ever, you know, it, it's just what it is. But I, hey, if that's what you like, that that's fine. I, I I'm gonna give you Terry Crews. I thought he was great on the show, and I love Terry Crews. All the way back from, I think the first time I remember seeing him in a movie from, was it next, I think it was next Friday or even Friday after next. I was, every time I see him on screen, I'm dying. He's doing those old Spice commercials. Terry Crews is the man. He needs to be in a Marvel movie. You ain't lying about that. That's true. All right. So that's my, that that was my new comedy. I don't know. Should I, should I answer the other one or? Yeah. What was, what was your best, what was your favorite? You don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be a comedy, but what was your favorite television show this year? Uh, my favorite television show probably is Walking Dead, man. Like, it's The Walking Dead. I, I'm always watching that live, so there's no, you know, that there's no show that I probably would watch, like, straight at 9 o'clock, but The Walking Dead. Yeah, we've so. got this thing called the DVR, so, or TiVo, <laughs> and yeah, I know, I agree, man. Yeah, there's not a lot of shows that people watch live anymore if it's not a sport or something, so yeah, yeah. There you go, that's me. There you go. That's my top picks of 2013. All right, Alil, what you got, man? All right, well, I- I'm going with the Goldbergs as a uh, favorite new comedy, new show. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's like uh, our generation, because I'm guessing we're all around the same age group, uh, meets the Wonder Years, and it's it's just hilarious. And I think what sold me was uh, they had a Thanksgiving episode where the father um, – his his brother came for Thanksgiving and he pulled up in a DeLorean. Yeah, and dude. Just, uh, Jeff Garland plays the father, and his yes. brother was the dudes from. Uh, it was the guy. He was in a. He, was it uh, the 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 ping pong movie? The. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the title of the movie. He was in that. And he was in that like another movie with. Uh, what's his fanboys? Was it fanboys? No, he but was, Fanboy's was, funny shit, though. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, I think he was in that, but that wasn't the ping pong movie. No. Yeah, but I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, so, wa- I watch the Goldbergs every week, too. Hello. Yeah, I, I just think it's a great show. It's, 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 it, it, it's what it is. It's, you know, like we all grew up probably watching The Wonder Years, enjoying that. This is like our generation's version of it. Uh, Pat, uh, Pat Oswald does the. The voiceover. I love at the end of the show. There's like a, a clip where the show is dedicated to somebody that was about the show because they're these are kind of real life uh, you know stories. And sometimes they have like a real video clip of like the kid's father like sitting in his chair doing something. It's just it, to me, it's just fun. You know, we don't get as much TV comedies like this anymore about a a family unit you know like this growing up and, and going through that and. It's just I, I I just love little you know especially all the throwback pop culture stuff you know I mean this is what the show is about and you know the one episode where he he you know he was supposed to go see the great mouse detective with his grandpa but he had his grandpa take him to go see Poltergeist yeah. and it was just you know just <laughs> funny stuff like that I just loved it the episode where he was playing uh, the Legend of Zelda and his brother continued the game and yeah, beat it and instead he, of him. And he wanted- he went to go get his video camera to record the ending of The Legend of Zelda. His brother picks the controller up, just hits one button, wins the game. I just thought it was great. Yeah, and then his brother sits on bagel bites. <laughs> you know, just all this, all these <laughs> '80s things, and they don't really tell you what year in the '80s it takes place either. No, no that's really. 
and that's, that's the funny thing because I'm trying to figure it out at times because it's like because I think it's all over the place with yeah. with each with with each, with each episode because like things don't really mesh. But right, just, right. I don't think they want to take us out of the '80s. I don't think we're going to go into the '90s. And if the show goes on for like you know four or five years, I don't see them taking us out of the '80s. It's it's but yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's a great show. Jeff Garland's great on it. I love him doing the show. But I hope he comes back and does one more season of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. But it's this show is so funny. Uh, it's on Tuesday nights on ABC, and like every Tuesday, I text my girlfriend and I'm like, "Are you going to be home at seven o'clock? Watch the Goldbergs." It's like a date with me and her. We watch the Goldbergs together. It's like one of those shows yeah. we have to watch together. It, it's it, it, it it's it's a it's absolute. That's a great choice, Lil. Uh, it is, and I can see the comparisons between the Wonder Years. You've got Patton Oswalt is like the narrator of this of this show kind of like daniel stern was on that show exactly i mean it's it's not to the extent of the wonder years because i think the wonder years was more like like you said it was kind of like going year by year day by day they were doing a lot more things with wonder years was was a teen drama and then it had the political aspect to it too exactly yeah yeah it's more of a timepiece even though they're both a timepiece it's it takes it took itself more seriously, I'd think, than the Goldbergs. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's uh, that was actually one of my top fives of uh, you know, the new episodes of, or new uh shows of the year. So I definitely agree with you on that. Uh and then my other my other one was it's almost human. It's it's the only show right now that, well, yeah, the only show right now that I watch like as you were saying, live. I mean, it's it's you know since we started it, since we started watching here, I didn't watch the first two episodes live. Uh, I actually had to catch them on the Fox app, and I just fell in love with it. I just love the show. Um, even you know the last episode before the the break, which wasn't the best episode, I still took away things of it. And I, I I think Almost Humans probably the best show right now going on. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Agreed. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna, my my best new television show of the year is uh, Hulk: Agents of Smash. Uh, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have I have actually two I have uh, two runners up before I get to the, my my best new television show of the year. My two runners up they're actually a tie. Uh, it's between Sleepy Hollow on Fox. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching this. No, uh, no, I, I have, I have probably the whole season DVR, and I just haven't had a chance to get to them. It's yeah, actually, I thought it was going to be silly as shit. Like when I first heard of it, like Sleepy Hollow, how are they going to have a whole season with Ichabod and the Headless Horseman and all this shit, guys? It's actually a really good. It's actually a really good show. I mean, it's a, it's it's a horror. Uh, it's like a horror crime drama. And they're, the special effects are great. The practical effects are great. They have characters that look like demons and, and witches. And they look really fucking scary and demonic. I mean, it's yeah. really good. Um, scary as shit. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's something like – some of this stuff, like the way they show the demon, like they haven't gotten like – like uh, the the episodes that I've seen, I'm only a few episodes in, but they, he's very blurred and and you haven't been able to get a good shot, a good look at him. But he looks pretty fucking horrifying. 
Um, and then my other show is the Tomorrow People on the CW. Um, it's it stars Robbie Amell, who's the cousin of Arrow's uh, Stephen Amell, and uh, the characters in this show they're called the Tomorrow People. They have this ability. They have the ability of telekinesis, uh, telepathy, and teleportation. Um, it's a fun show. I really like it. Um, I, I, I really I really enjoy the Tomorrow People. I don't think a lot of people are watching it, but I hope it gets renewed for a second season. I can see it getting canceled, and then like. CW doing like a uh, Arrow Flash block on you know Wednesday nights, but if it sticks around, Tomorrow People is a really good show. Uh, but those are my runners up. My best new television show uh, is Almost Human. It's amazing. Um, I think we all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a blend of uh, crime drama. Uh, it's set it's set in a futuristic sci-fi world. The special effects are amazing. The stunts are Hollywood movie quality. Uh, we've been introduced to two amazing characters, Carl Urban's Kennex, Michael Ely's Dorian. Uh, the interaction and chemistry between the two on screen is amazing. Uh, we've, we get cool new villains every week. I think we are introduced to really awesome technology being used by the villains and being introduced into the show every week. Some of the tech stuff that they're coming on, uh, that they're coming out with on this show, is like stuff that I don't think we've even been introduced to in other, in like, in like major blockbuster movies. Uh, it blows my mind that something this good is on network television every week, and that is why the uh, Almost Human is my favorite new television show of 2013. Sweet, I, I agree with you. I, I love it. I mean, there's, you know, I know if, if we had Steve here, we'd have a, a different opinion, but. Uh... I, I love it. I, 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 I'm actually shocked how much I love it because it's, you know, I haven't been as, besides The Walking Dead, haven't really followed a, a series in a while, you know, this, this closely. I mean, I did enjoy Fringe when it first came out and, and a lot of the other, I was never big into cop and detective dramas. And, you know, I, I did, like I said, I did watch Fringe and Bones, but to me, this, this just takes it to the next level. It's like you're watching a, a, a theatrical release every week with with what they put into the show. I mean, the story might, like I said this last week, I think was a little like little slower than the rest, but it still was good. And the fact that they can put out that quality every week is is shocking. Is it bothering you though that they haven't referenced the the girlfriend from the first episode? No, that's the thing. I. I oh. I don't. Think I don't think they, about it when I'm watching it to. either. I, I only think about it like after the fact. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's, <laughs> I do not care at all. I forgot all about her. Actually, to be honest, it doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to that freak of the week kind of thing going on right now because I think every every villain has. I think they're going to have some kind of connection at the end. That, that's how to me it feels. I mean, I don't, yeah, maybe not every single episode so far that we've hit will have a connection, but I think, you know, when you watch that first episode, everyone's using this kind of technology for, for, you know, crime rates up. Everybody's doing all this crazy stuff. And you're right. I don't, I don't miss, I don't need to have the ongoing story. It doesn't feel like I need that right now. Well, see, the thing, that's, that's Steve's problem with it. He thinks it's formulaic and it's Freak of the Week, but that's how they set the show up. I mean, that's what they said at the beginning when the show first started. Like, you read it on, on the screen. Like, it, you know, it said, like, you know, crime is up. There, 
you're gonna there's different these different uh, crime lords that are out there that are using this technology, and that's the world that they live in. I don't know what else they should do with the story to make these people that don't like that happy. Um, that's just the world they live in, you know. So yeah, let me say, let me say let me say one point though, and here I go is. You know what bothers me about that? The one thing that bothers me about that fucking show is we're not Nick we're not talking about Hulk anymore. Right, we're, we're, no, we've moved no, on. No. We're talking about almost. Oh, okay, you are going to talk about almost human. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Just check. Is, uh, is uh, a <laughs> Minka Kelly like? They, ah! She does nothing in that show. Thank like, you. I'm like, can you give her something more to do? Because like she, uh, she, I mean, she's a beautiful girl, but damn, she don't do nothing. She doesn't. Like, she might as well just sit there in a bikini and smile. <laughs> exactly. Like, goddamn, let her kill somebody at least. Shit, man, that's my I only think, problem. With that, though. I think they'll build up to her. I think she's gonna get her. She's gonna get her time to shine. But I think that I don't think you, they want to throw. They they want us to love their two main characters, and I think they're doing the right thing by it because you know. Even even uh, I'm to, I can't remember her name now. I'm drawing a blank on uh, uh, on the chief. Um, you know, I mean, she you know she had a little bit here and there in the one episode, but otherwise, you know, she really doesn't do much either. I mean, really, are we're following these two guys and the crazy tech that they're dealing with, and that's that's fine with me. Uh, but I, yeah, I, but, I, but I think Sean is saying like her on screen presence is. Kind of just like to be there as eye candy. Yeah, she's like oh, a fucking think- robot. She should be a robot. If they if they make a if they do a surprise thing and say she's a robot, I'm like, okay, I understand why. Yeah, she's like a, a surprise thing, like she's a DRM. She's like one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I could see, yeah, I could see that problem. too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I watched her in Friday Night Lights, and uh, I don't know. I. There's, she, she's she's okay. It's just I don't think that they've really let her do a lot on this show, and I don't know. I think she's just kind of there to play the love interest of Kenix eventually. That's it. They really haven't yeah. given her character anything other than that. So, I don't know. But yeah, uh, definitely gotta go with uh, Almost Human as my favorite new show. My favorite show of the year is it's probably it's gotta be American Horror Story Coven. I don't know if you guys are watching that with Jessica Lange, Angela Bassett, Kathy Bates. It's amazing. It's really redeemed itself from the last season. Last season kind of sucked, and this season the show just gets better and better with each episode. Um, it's it's great because like each season is self contained. They they aren't like hindered by like you know the events of the previous season. They can just start a whole new story and uh, and finish it. it it's it, from beginning to end, it's not like you know. Walking Dead's good, but every year they got a different like showrunner taking over the show and like having to clean up the mistakes from the previous showrunner. This show has the same people involved every season, and they give you a different story every season. And this season, the story is fantastic. It deals with uh, you know voodoo witches against the Salem witches, and it's been fantastic. So if you if you haven't been watching it, you know definitely. I don't know if you can watch it on on demand. Uh, I think you can. I think it is on a, on demand. But uh, American Horror Story Coven is fucking awesome. Damn, I never even started watching the first. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to move on to best villain of the year? Oh wait, uh, Dave's picks uh, for best new sh- best new show is is a show called No You Shut Up, which I've never heard of. And then of <laughs> course, and then uh, actually, it sounds like us interacting with one another. 
No, you shut up. And then the Hulk uh, is good. <laughs> no, you shut up. Uh, and then the best show of the year was Game of Thrones, which uh, I I loved the first season. I'm like four or five episodes into the second season, and it's just not grabbing me yet. I'm going to keep going because I did love that first season, but uh, I think they just wrapped up the third season, so I'll definitely have to jump back on. I love Game of Thrones, but I've never watched it. I never, I, I didn't really think it was probably the best show of the year for me, though. Yeah. If if anything, yeah. if anything, it, on HBO it probably would be Boardwalk Empire. If if if, if I had my choice, anyway. Never, I've, never, time. I've never seen that. I need to start watching that. Oh yeah, you'll love that shit. You gotta watch it. But I've right. been uh, sucked in, no pun intended, to uh, True Blood for the last six seasons, so I gotta finish that next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Do, should I start on you now, or should we just go to the next? <laughs> Let's go to the. Hey, it, it didn't make any lists, so whatever. It's a guilty pleasure, okay? Uh, I'm, hey, I'm not watching Twilight. My, my vampires don't sparkle, so give me give me some slack, man. Cut me some slack. All right, All right let's move on to best villain of 2013. Best villain of the year. <laughs> You funny fool! I've had it with your whining and bumbling. Excellent! They haven't spotted us! Cobra! Attack! I would have waited an eternity for this. It's over, Prime. Ancient spirits of evil, transform Mr. Cage form to Mumra! All right, best villain of 2013. Um, I'll start it off. I mean, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we all fucking agree that it was Loki <laughs> from Thor. Um, Thank you. Was, yeah, like hands down, Loki literally takes the top of the box. I mean, second probably would be um, uh, Superman, you know, General, General Zod. But for me, it's Loki all the way. That's all I got to say. I'm I'm with you there. I had Loki here in big bold letters. I I think he, without him in that movie, without uh, that that movie is not what it what it was. And Loki's just he's just such a great complex character, and Tom Hiddleston does just a, a terrific job with him. Yeah, Loki's fantastic. Absolutely. I I didn't go with a uh, movie villain. I actually went with a comic book villain, one that um, it's not on anybody's radar, I'm sure, but. My number one villain for 2013 is Master Dark from Valiant Comics. I know this is a weird choice, but um, he was featured in uh, – he had his own issue in Shadow Man Zero, and it was an amazing read for me. He's a necromancer. He battles Shadow Man. His, orgi- his origin story is absolutely amazing. I don't want to give away too much because I want people to read this book. I want people to read Shadow Man, the new Valiant series. It, it, it's great. His father used him and his sister as a way to attempt to transcend himself into another world. But upon doing so, he and his sister would die so that his father could go transcend into this uh, another existence. Um, he, he rises up against his father and he becomes the force we know as Master Dark. Uh, the character is Dark. Uh, the story arc in Shadow Man with him was amazing. Um, so I, I love Loki too, but I just I was kind of thinking outside of the box, and 
the character that really, really struck a chord with me was Master Dark. Damn, Brian. I would, damn, if we just eat, damn it. <laughs> now you got me all hemmed up now. I'm like, oh, man, I should have made something else up, but oh, oh well. No, Loki go- <laughs> is like the obvious choice, okay? I love Loki too, but I remember, I just remember when I was sitting there reading Shadow Man, um, I think they're like on issue like 13 or 14 now, and I, I read the Zero issue and that whole arc with Master Dark. I remember reading this, reading that, and I'm like, this is making my list. I remember reading this book. I said, this is making my list. I'm writing this down now. And uh, I, I stuck with it. Master Dark is my is my villain for 2013. Wow. So. Awesome. All right. Villain for 2013 is in the books. But you guys want to move on to best hero of 2013? Yeah. So wait, is, is, that best, is that best hero of any platform? Any guess, platform. Right? Any platform. You could, okay, thank you. It could, you know, it could be for this show. You could say, Sean, you could say Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers is your hero. <laughs> and you could actually, if you want to start singing, I can be your hero baby to me, you can. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Okay. All right. I know cool. that. I, I know we talked about that before the show and I said you didn't have to. And, but. Thanks for fucking up my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to awkward moment of the year, and that just happened. So moving on to best hero of the year. Best hero of the year. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the power. One shall stand, one shall fall. Why throw a place so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. All right, best hero of 2013. These intros are cracking my shit up, man. I'm sitting here laughing. I can't even think right now. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start with best hero of... Best hero, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I can just sit there and listen to listen to the <laughs> intros. Um, I, I thought I thought a little outside the box with this one. I guess not, maybe because I'm not picking some comic book that I have never read. But I'm going with Gypsy Danger from uh, Pacific Rim. Woo! <laughs> nice, very cool, awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. You know, I, I was. Looking at the obvious ones, we've got, you know, we've had the superheroes out, I'm just, you know, and we've had, you know, Katniss and everybody, and I was just looking at, you know, who who kicks some ass? And I, th- I thought, you know what, Gypsy Danger kicks some ass, and I'm, I'm going with, uh, with him, or with it. Gypsy Danger, Pacific Rim, nice choice. Awesome. That was a really good choice. Yeah. Shit, that was I don't even want to go next, Brian. You can go next now. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Um, my, the, my, my hero of the year did it for me in a couple uh, different mediums. Uh, Thor in Thor God of Thunder uh, from the second half of the God Bomb story arc. Amazing. 
Thor was just amazing. Uh, Jason Aaron is writing Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, the art by Isad Ribic, absolutely phenomenal. It's like a work of art. It's like a painting. And um, then there was a one-shot issue where Jane Foster has cancer. That was absolutely phenomenal. And I love seeing Thor in that and how he wanted to find a cure for cancer to, to heal Jane Foster. And then then they moved on to the Accursed story starring Malekith, and it was awesome. Uh, and then, you know, not only did he kick ass in, in the comic book this year, but he had his own feature film, Thor The Dark World, and he was absolutely amazing in, in that. I think uh, Marvel is doing a lot with Thor uh, to make him a very, I don't know, not, not, not necessarily a relatable character, but kind of like a funny character, like a, like a fish-out-of-water story, and and it's it's funny to watch him interact with uh, people from our world, uh, especially in the cinematic universe. He's an he's a he's a fun character. Chris Hemsworth is amazing, and then Jason Aaron killed it on the comic book this year. So I, I got to give it to Thor, best hero of the year. I, I love it. I, I mean, it, yeah, it was a toss between him and, and Gypsy Danger, and I kind of went with uh, with the opposite one. I I thought Thor Thor had a great year all around. And uh, and he also had a, a cameo appearance in Hulk's Agents of Smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> and we just lost Sean. <laughs> yep, did. Um, shit, man. Like, I, actually, honestly, man, I don't even. I didn't even have a a really strong answer for that one because there were so many. For me, I guess more. I mean, I'm more of a movie guy, so I guess movie-wise, it would have to be Man of Steel, which would be Superman, which was a great movie. Um, and then I honestly have to say, um, I don't know. I'm just going to say Superman. I honestly, because I'm like, <laughs> you guys kind of got me beat on those, so I'm just going to say Superman. That's all. <laughs> and I'm done with that. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. That was a, that was a great movie. Absolutely. Um, Dave's yeah, pick. I'm, oh, I'm, go ahead. I said I want to say the uh, Hobbit, like you know, but I mean it was good. He was good, so eh, I'll just I'll 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 just go with Superman for now. Go ahead, go with Dave's picks. <laughs> Dave's pick was uh, the Triple Thors and Thor: God of Thunder. Um, the comic, it, it, there's there's an arc um, where you've got Thors from three different time periods that basically all all of them interact at one time. It's pretty awesome. So you've got uh, you know young Thor, Thor the Marvel Age Thor from from our time, and, and then future Thor. So uh, yeah, that, I agree. Me and Dave had the same pick there. Uh, are you guys ready to move on to best director of the year? Yes. The best director of the year. So when I'm on stage, I want quiet on the set. NWA take two. All right, best director of the year. Who, who wants to go first? I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start it out again. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Peter Jackson for The Hobbit: Desolation Small. And only God damn you, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's payback for earlier. Um, oh. And only because of the barrel sequence uh, and the fact that that was done 
for the most part with practicals, I thought that that was amazing. And uh, you know, I just think he does a great job with all his movies, even though, you know, I, I didn't, I gave it the highest of taste. It's, I still think Peter Jackson is the man when it comes to that. So uh, my 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 uh, my winner is Peter Jackson. And uh, I, I, I I can't guess who yours was, Sean. Oh no, it was <laughs> Peter Jackson. Thanks, Lil, giving it away. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ride with Peter Jackson. That that barrel scene, man, it was so amazing. Um, it, it was it, directorial wise, it was so good because. You've seen it from, like, two different, like, angles, like, from the water, then from on top of the hill. Like, you know, that was that was so amazing. That was, like, probably one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And then and, and then we get a uh, Tasmanian Devil Dwarf. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> there you go. That was the best director for me, Peter Jackson. Uh, my pick, uh, and I had this I, – I, I, I had this pick months ago – and it hadn't changed. I, I was I, I tried. I caught a bunch of movies, a g- bunch of great, you know, movies at the end of the year. You know, I I went and saw Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Twelve Years a Slave, uh, went and saw American Hustle, and uh, I still got it. My pick for Director of the Year is Alfonso Cuarón for his movie Gravity. Um, it has it has to be the most innovative use of 3D I've seen in a movie since Avatar. And I'm talking about the special effects in this movie. The movie, it's a visual marvel. It takes place entirely in space, and when you you become part of that environment. There were times where I felt disoriented, and when the movie ended, I stood up and I actually felt like I had to get my legs back, like I had just stepped off of a boat or something that I had been on for some time. My only gripe about this movie was that I did not see it in an 3D. Other than that, I loved And Alfonso nails this one out of the park. Um, I cannot wait to see what other movies he's de- he does in the future going forward from this point on. I think Hollywood's going to give him a lot more control over his movies now that he's proven to them what he can do with control of a movie. Uh, there were a lot of risks involved with this movie. A lot of people in Hollywood did not want him to make this movie the way he wanted it to be made. They wanted to, uh, you know, they, they wanted it grounded in more, you know, traditional uh, movie tropes and things like that. And he stood his ground, and him and his team made the movie that they wanted to make, and it, it they nailed it. It, it. it was phenomenal. If you did not get a chance to see this in theaters and you watch it at home on your 2D screen, you're missing out. You, you missed out on the, the experience. This movie was an experience. It wasn't just a movie. It was an experience. I, I, I can't say anything more about it. It, it. it was just absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. it. He's my best director of the year. Hands down, best director of the year, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, I'm I, that movie. I, I have seen it. I wanted, I, I wanted to see it. I'm a fan of his. He did a great job, I think, with the third Harry Potter movie with uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. And uh, I was really good to see it. I just stuck to that I just missed out. All right, yeah. Well, uh, the audio audio is a little bit messed up um, there. Um, a little talk a little bit more. I want to make sure if it's corrected itself or not. All right, um, it's a lot better now. Good deal. Okay. Um, Domesticated Dave from the website. His pick was Alfonso Cuarón as well. So of course for Gravity. Yeah, I, I miss. I actually miss Gravity. I'm actually really mad at myself for missing. I'm telling you, it was oh, man. Uh, it, I, I'll tell you this. It, it's it's. 
it, I, it, I don't think it's something I'll be able, I'll be able to watch it at home, but I don't think it's something I'll ever be able to watch again and truly appreciate at home like I did in the theater. It was just the experience of being there and, and being a part of that environment and the 3D really worked to its advantage. If you're against 3D and you don't like 3D movies, you, you probably had a bad experience with a 3D movie. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron has found a way to use the technology to benefit the actual experience of going to the film. It, it was worth every penny seeing this in 3D. So, all right, let's let's move on to best announcement of the year. Now, let me kind of explain what I mean by that. Like, if there was any kind of like you know, like 2012, you know, Disney purchased uh, Lucasfilm. You know, that could have been your best announcement. So, best announcement. That, that's kind of like what I'm looking for here is uh, for best announcement. Best news announcement of the year. Oh, I'm going first. <laughs> Go for it. And you know what my announcement was. We had this conversation last week, and you know I'm going to give it to you again. It was them announcing Ben Affleck as Batman because that helped that that announcement set up for Superman Batman to be a movie and we've all wanted to see it so that was my probably the biggest announcement of the year. Oh, I'll follow there that up. I'll follow that up. My favorite announcement of the year was Batman and the Man of Steel sequel, although it was short-lived once they announced the actor attached to the film. So <laughs> I'm not, that was but but the initial re, my initial reaction when you watch Snyder at San Diego Comic-Con, introduced Harry Lennox, who then came out on stage and quoted, you know, from The Dark Knight Returns, and then they showed that logo that was made up of the Superman and Batman logo. When they combined it, it gave me chills. And then, you know, weeks later, when they announced Ben Affleck, I, my chubby went away. So, what a, you know, whatever, that, that happened. So, but, you know, I mean, some people... Never, Brian. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not excited about Ben Affleck being Batman, but I was initially excited about the uh, the announcement, and then they fucked it up. <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I had a different reaction to that announcement, but I, I was kind of torn between two announcements. One recently made. Um, I think I'm going to go with that one uh, with Paul Rudd being Ant Man. I think Paul Rudd being Ant-Man to me is kind of uh, similar to Robert Downey Jr. being uh, announced as as Tony Stark. I think Paul Rudd is just going to knock this thing out of the park. And he's going to make a fun, especially with Edgar Wright, he's going to make a fun Ant-Man movie with a character that's that's very, very unknown to the public. And I think it's going to be a surprise hit uh, in, in 2015 when it comes out. Uh, I was thinking of the, you know, with with the Age of Ultron. I was a big, big fan when I heard of that announced at Comic Con. But I'm going with Paul Rudd. Yeah, that that, that was a good choice. Uh, I think it's a good pairing of uh, him and uh, Edgar Wright. Um, and I just saw I just saw um, the World for the first time a couple nights ago. I really liked it. Did you like yeah, it? I saw it last night. Go ahead. I'll go. I'll let you talk first. But uh, no. I mean, I didn't. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, I I don't know I I really enjoyed it. Something bothered me about that. Like it was it was okay, but it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. And maybe it would, I think there were probably way too many characters in the in the in the movie. It felt like a. And I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so go ahead. I'm used to I'm used to you know 
Simon Pegg and, you know, the other guy. Nick Frost. Yeah, Frost. Nick Frost. I mean, like, you know, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. I'm used to them kind of, like, you know, being a pair-off team. It didn't seem like that at the time. It seemed like it were more characters in play throughout the movie. So it didn't it didn't play that well for me. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I didn't like it that much. Like, I didn't like it as much as I liked Hot Fuzz and... And I'm Shaun of the Dead. Well, I I liked it. I felt like honestly, it felt like a weird Doctor Who episode without Doctor Who. Um, yeah. But I, I liked Nick Frost when he started to finally like start kicking ass, and he picked up the two like uh, you know two bar stools and just started beating the shit out of aliens. I thought that was hilarious. I did think the movie at the very end it fell off the rails. It went off the rails, and the ending was just really fucking weird. But uh, I liked it a lot, and uh, we off the rails because we're talking about the world's end. We're supposed to be giving out our best movies and all this shit out of the year. <laughs> so uh, anyway, best announcement of the year, uh, Dave's pick. Uh, this is kind of a I don't know Loki, Agent of Asgard comic book was his favorite pick of the year. Which yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for the comic book myself. But uh, man, with so many movie announcements this year, I, I couldn't, I could not see myself not picking one movie announcements. You know, Age of Ultron, or even like, you know, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and all the different casting, you know, announcements that were made there. I, I just can't, or like, I just can't see myself not picking like a movie thing. But um, that's an interesting pick. I, I'm happy to see uh, Loki get his own comic book too. But man, so many different movie things this year. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, let's go uh, with uh, best female actor in a film. Best female actor in a film. Jump in, anybody. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start again. All I'm right. going with uh, Jennifer Lawrence's cat in uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Damn it. I just, I just <laughs> thought she, she she did great. Um, you know, and it, it was kind of a – it wasn't a difficult choice because I, I kept thinking of all the big movies that have come out. And, you know, I didn't get to see Gravity with Andrew Bullock and, you know, that. So – Really, it was kind of uh, down to her and uh, Evangeline Lilly for me, and I, I think just uh, she she held her she held her own. She can carry an entire entire movie like that on her own, and I thought she did great. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Lil. He, he took he took my Catching Fire, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say Jennifer Lawrence too. Um, Evangeline Lilly, she was really good in The Hobbit, but uh, I, I gotta say Jennifer Lawrence, and I, I didn't see Gravity either, so. Jennifer Lawrence for me. All right. Uh, best female actor in the film for me is going to be Jennifer Lawrence, uh, but not for Catching Fire. Uh, it's for – this is a game time decision. This was like last minute. Um, I watched American Hustle today, and it's for her character, her character in American Hustle. Absolutely, hands down, phenomenal. She steals the show from Amy Adams. I mean – this movie, uh, first off, let me Tupperware the movie. It, it is amazing. And it's like it, it, it dances a fine line between people trying to compare it to a Scorsese film. But it does – it proves that you don't have to be Martin Scorsese to make this type of film and pull it off. 
That's pretty sweet. Don't spoil it for me, man. I oh no, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just gonna. Uh, it, it is. It is. The story is amazing. Christian Bale is absolutely phenomenal in this film. What it what it does differently than a Scorsese film is the humor. The humor is just so good in this movie. Um, from from Christian Bale's comb over to uh, funny moments between uh, Bradley Cooper and Louis C.K. <laughs> it, 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 Jeremy Renner's fantastic, but Jennifer Lawrence, wow, absolutely phenomenal. She is up and coming, and it, it just blows my mind that she is mystique in X-Men. And it blows my mind that she's going to be in a Brian Singer movie, that he's working with such an actress of her high caliber, in my opinion. She is so talented. And I, he better not fuck this up because she is amazing. If he fucks up a movie with Jennifer Lawrence in, in an X-Men film, I, I, I'm officially out. I'm out. I'm done. If Days of Future Past – I have said it on Facebook. If Days of Future Past is shit, I'm out. I will not see Apocalypse in the film, in the movie theater. I'm out. You, should, you might as well take yourself out now because you know the movie piece of garbage. I, I, <laughs> I don't even know why you even have <laughs> I'll rent it. I will rent that movie. And I've never done that. I have always seen these movies in the theater. Except Electra. Get your red box <laughs> yeah, I will I will I will rent this one. I'll red box this I'll red box it if it's if it's garbage. But Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle, absolutely phenomenal. She's hilarious. Uh she becomes the character in this movie. Uh, oh my god, it, 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 the scene where she's talking about nail polish, this nail polish that she's obsessed with. It is so funny. I was just dying. People, everybody, every time she was on screen, the care, everybody in that theater was laughing at everything that she did because she did it so well. Christian Bale and her in that movie were just on another level than everybody else. Jennifer Lawrence, hands down, Best female actor in a film all year, American Hustle. Fantastic. You need to see this movie. It is it is phenomenal. I certainly will, sir. Thank you for that. I recommend it. All right. Uh, best male actor. Best male actor in a film. Okay, uh, before we jump into this, I would just want to say, Domesticated Dave, his pick for best female actress was uh, Sandra Bullock in Gravity. So that's a, that's a great as well. But uh, best male actor in a film, who do you got? Oh, I'm going first, and I'm going to hands down say Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was so amazing in this movie. Not giving any spoilers, but this he was great and i mean i haven't seen american hell yet but from what i've seen right now wolf on wall street he was really good in this movie so i'm gonna give it to leonardo dicaprio there you go i haven't seen that movie yet that's definitely on my list i'll probably be seeing it within the next week or two um but yeah the only problem my only problem with it is that it's three hours long now did it seem like it was three hours, or was this one of those movies, like, when it ended, you were kind of like, 
it's it's over. Uh, no, no, it seemed it was three hours. Okay. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like I was like, I was like, when is this movie end? But it was, it was, it was really good. Like he had me the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, I, I want to see what's gonna happen next. I want to see what's gonna happen next. So yeah, I'm. It was it was a movie, and Leonardo DiCaprio was really good in that movie. So give it to me. I give it to him. Did and you, I'm tough wearing that. Movie. Did uh, did Django come out this year? No, I think I was no, I came year. out last Christmas. Ah, yeah. that's right. Okay, okay. Well, he was good in Django, too. Yeah, he was good in Django. But he was better in American Hustle. Nice. <laughs> I mean, uh, he was better than Wolf of Wall Street, so. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Tom Hiddleston as Loki in Thor of the Dark World. Sound like a record yeah. tonight. <laughs> uh, I... I I'm telling you, I think uh, he stole the show for me. That's why I posted that uh, Christmas card picture on Facebook. Um, I, I just, I just love him and love him as a character, and I, I just hope they continue with good stories with him going forward. I mean, I don't, I don't need to see him in every Marvel movie, but if how they left Thor: The Dark World with that kind of cliffhanger as him as Odin and get us to Thor: The Third Thor movie with that. I think uh, I can't wait for it, and I think uh, without him in this movie, and I'm, you know, this is why they had uh, had to add the more more Loki scenes in Thor: The Dark World. He he stole the show. He was great. Um, you know, th- just that scene with him, him in the jail uh, when he found out that uh, his mom had passed. Uh, you know, uh, when Rene Russo was uh, was killed, um, I just thought that was great. When he was, you know, you saw him casting that that spell where he looked fine and everything. And then yet when he, when Thor told him to, to stop it, and you just saw him in there, just basically like beat the shit. The whole room was destroyed. You just saw the look on his face. I just, I, I was, old. and I thought he thought that he did a masterful job between the two, like between Robert Downey Jr. Him playing Tony Stark and between Loki, uh, with Tom Hiddleston. I, I honestly, I think Tom Hiddleston plays, plays it better. Yeah, it's a it, that's a good question. I mean, that's a you know, I guess the question is, who can you see being recast? And I guess yeah, I could see right now a new Iron Man, and I, I'm not saying that I would that I wouldn't care, but I think I could I could understand and deal with somebody else taking the reins of Tony Stark over somebody else taking over Loki. Yeah. Yeah, that's but my just... problem with my problem with, with my problem with Loki is that I mean he's a great character and all, but he he can't be used in everything. And like you know, you can use Tony Stark in anything. You can even put him in Guardians of the Galaxy if you really want it. Loki, I, I can't see him going as far you know as anything else. Like you can probably use him in the next you know Avengers film, but for what though? Like it's, there's no point. Like you know, what I mean, you always got to have. No, I, I think we're, I think we're talking about two different things. I think you're talking about you know like you know the, the character going forward. I'm talking about like the actual actor who plays them. I, I honestly think okay. like they're both great. You're wrong. I'm not. It's, it's not like I'm trying to compare like you know like two uh, luxury cars. Like oh, this one's better than the other one. Um, or like you know two supermodels like Kate Upton and what and another supermodel. Like which one's prettier? I mean. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, they're both amazing, but it, I think if one edges one out and how they play the character, I think it's Tom Hiddleston. 
as Loki. Okay. Just yeah, my opinion. I, I, I agree with you there, but you know, watching the original, the first Thor, I don't think he had the same, I guess, gravitas with the character as, as Robert Downey Jr. did as, as, as Tony Stark. Well, did, did Marvel Studio know what they had as an actor? I don't think I, no. Did Marvel? Uh, Stu- they didn't. They did not know until they did not know until the Avengers came out, and he stole the show in the Avengers. I mean, Whedon gave him really, really great lines, and he stole the show in Avengers. Like Loki was phenomenal, and the and the scene between him and Robert Downey Jr. together is one of the best scenes ever in a comic book movie when they're in uh, Stark Tower. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no. So I, I don't even count that first movie because I don't even think Marvel Studios knew what they had at that point in time. And I still think that he, was, he, did, he did with what he was given in that first film. So, but you're... you're yeah, I, go ahead. We, we won't see him again until... So what, another Thor? Because he's not, in, he's not at all in Avengers 2. Yeah, so. you're right. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a while yeah, oh, before, well. and they haven't even they haven't even uh, given a date for Thor three, or if there is going to be a Thor three yet, which I'm sure there will be, yeah. but it could be you know 2018 or something before we even see a Thor three. I don't know. All right. All yeah, right. That's right. Who knows? Um, my best male actor in a film this year is uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, I saw this movie. About a month ago, and uh, for the limited time it was in theaters here, and uh, absolutely, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know; it's just it's a movie that I think everybody should see. Um, it, 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 he was he was amazing in it, and it's like I, I haven't always been <laughs> haven't always been a Matthew McConaughey fan. I mean, I thought his best performance before this was uh, in uh, Dazed and Confused. You know, all right, all right, all right. You know, I mean. I didn't think he was like this amazing actor, but he really, I mean, he really showed up for this film. It it was awesome. Um, so I got to go with Matthew McConaughey and Dallas Buyers Club. Can't, can't argue with that. Well, you can't because you haven't seen the movie. Well, that too, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think Matthew McConaughey is, you know, he's, he's had a pretty good career and, uh, he's, he's, he's done questionable movies Texas Chainsaw Master The Next Generation and things like that but yeah. like you said I mean they confused and um, I, I even enjoyed him in Sahara and that movie was garbage but yeah. I, I just liked him in it I did, um, and so, he yeah. did a, he did a bunch of rom-coms that I, I just I can't get into rom-coms and I don't know but uh, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't Wolf of Wall Street act. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing like the scenes of him like pounding his chest and, and uh, with, with Matthew That was McC- fucking lit. Hilarious. Was it? Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Well, like in, in Dallas Buyers Club, his he plays he plays a man who gets AIDS, and he, the the, uh, the physical transformation that he made in this movie, like it wasn't as ex- as extreme as like you know Christian Bale when he lost the weight uh, for the Machinist, but I mean he lost a ton of weight in this film, and. Uh, Man, and even like I'm not a huge Jennifer Garner fan, but she's really good in this movie too. It's it's just a really good movie. It, it's it's. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna t- in, in, in Wolf of Wall Street. He looked it really skinny. Uh huh. He must he must have did that film at the same time he Wolf of Wall Street because he was very very thin. Yeah, you could tell. Like I yeah, I remember seeing that scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Like it, it's in his face. You can really see it. 
that he that he had he had lost a ton of weight for that uh, Dallas Buyers Club movie, a ton. And then Jared Leto, oh my gosh! Uh, if I if we had a best supporting actor, I'd go with Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club because he was fantastic in that film too. Oh my gosh! And he lost a ton of weight in that movie. Ugh. I'm not just saying like, oh, you got to lose a ton of weight to be a great actor in these films. I know it's sounding like that, but no, I mean, it, it's a it, trust me, it's a really, really, really good movie. Um, you, uh, oh yeah, Dave's pick was uh, I think this movie just came out. He must have just seen it recently. Idris Elba in uh, Mandela: Long Walk to Freedom. I think that movie just came out in theaters or for for wide release. So he must have just seen that. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to Pop Culture Leftovers Best Animated Movie of the Year. To infinity and beyond! All right, guys, I gotta admit something. I really don't have a Best Animated Movie of the Year. Um, all the animated movies that I saw were last year, so I can't really say. I could say one, but it's it's I, I, it's clearly just just a movie that a best an animated animated movie that I saw this year. So I, I really don't have one for this year, but uh, you know, hopefully I'll have one. I ha- I haven't seen Frozen. I did watch some of the DC movies, um, but I just don't think there's anything that's worthy of being like the best animated movie I've seen all year. So I'm gonna have to bow out on this one. Okay. Uh, so you want to start off, or let me go. No, you can go. Okay, um, my best animated movie probably of the year was Despicable Me 2. I really liked that movie, and I mean, the first one was funny. This one was even funnier. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, everybody knows the story already. It's, you know, Groot will play by, you know, Steve Carell's voice. And I mean, he's actually becoming a good guy in this one. It was really a funny movie, and I loved it. So I'm going to say Despicable Me 2. I have never seen Despicable Me or Despicable Me Me too. Oh wow, you're missing out, man. Never seen it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. What's that, Alil? Um, I said they're they're pretty good. I I would definitely. Uh, I, I think they're both out on on video now. Definitely go uh, rent them out. For me, I would do the first three episodes of Hulk: Agent of Smash. If you put them together, they make one feature film. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, for me, um, and I watch a lot of animated movies because I do have kids, and we actually just took them uh, a couple days ago and saw Frozen, and I was blown away by how good this movie was. Uh, the animation was terrific. The stories, the story was great. Um, the the voice actors did a great job. The songs in the movie were great. They were. It, it, it was a really, really fantastic movie. I was. I was actually blown away. I did not go into the movie thinking, thinking I would like it as much as I did, and uh, I loved it. The kids loved it, uh, and uh, I definitely. Uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but you know, it, it's a it's a definite Tupperware for me, and it's it's definitely the best animated movie. I I actually went and seen Frozen today too, a little. And um, I'm not gonna give it a Tupperware. <laughs> I'm not even. Go- I'm not even gonna begin to hate on this one. I'm gonna leave this one to you, and I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it alone. 
You, know, you just hate out everything I say. Comes out, you know what? I saw that. I hate it. You suck. Oh, a little. You know, I, 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 I liked like it was. It was too. It was. It was too much singing, man. It was way too much singing. Like I thought I was like in a musical. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, there there was a couple parts where I really did like, and you know, which was like you know the um, the little snowman. He was pretty funny. But oh, I love yeah, I love. Love those still, man. It was just too singing for me. I was like, man, I can't sit. I, I, I don't. I, this was not what I thought it was going to be. It was a lot. It was it was old Disney though. It was like a lot of old Disney stuff. So I'm gonna. Well, exactly. I give it credit yeah. for, for sometimes do it though. So you know, I, I think that's. What, I mean, this was Frozen was done by Disney, Walt Disney Studios, not by Pixar. And I think that's what. Yeah. If people weren't prepared for that, you go to a Pixar movie, you're not expecting. You know, music. You're you're uh, you're expecting you know the soundtrack like in Toy Story. Um, I'm trying. To, I can't remember who does all the all basically almost all the songs for all those movies. Um, I can't remember his name now. But um, but you know, if you go back to all the Disney movies, I mean, the last one they did was was Tangled, and that had a lot of singing as well. Maybe not as much as Frozen. Okay. But but you go back to all all the Disney movies are like this. They always have three or four main big songs in them and it's just it's just it i don't want to say it's formula but it it, it it is what they're known to do you know they go in there and they make sure you know their their songs have singing have the main characters doing singing and i i thought it was good you know you know what you know what bothered me a little bit though and it was funny you know they have they have what's, what's her name she was on um uh, Debbie Lovato, she sings, I guess, the sounds. She sings a song um, or something like that. And uh, was when she did the video, when she did the interview, when he, she took cocaine on the plane with her, and she and she sung the song, and it was like all snow. So I was thinking about, I was like, man, that's that's weird. <laughs> so that that's what kind of bothered me a little too, but whatever. That's that's, the, that's my own gripe. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, so the lady singing song in Frozen. Is snorting cocaine on a plane? De- Demi Lovato, she had did an interview on like extra whatever the one of those interview shows were. Okay, and she sings she sings the music video for this song, and and she and she took cocaine on the plane with her. Like throughout her whole career, she used to take cocaine on the plane with her, sneak it sneak it on the plane and sniff it while she was on the plane. So I seen the video the other day for the for this song, and I was and I, I, it bothered me so much because you think snow and you think cocaine, you're like, oh my god, this is crazy. So that that bothered me, but whatever, that's just my own. But 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 she wasn't one of the she wasn't the voice of any of the main, any of the characters. She just did one of the that snowman uh, that you like so much. That snowman that you like so much. She wanted to snort that motherfucker. She's like she's watching the movie and she's wanting to snort him. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's bothered me a little. I'm sorry. It was good. It was it was an okay movie though, but it was just a little too singing and stuff for me. So whatever. That, that's fine. I, I'm used to that. I'm uh, I'm, I'm used to that. I'm, I, I like musicals, and I used to be a choir nerd in high school, so I'm, I'm used to it. Do you watch Glee? Oh. Wait, what? Do you watch Glee? No comment. I, I I used to. I, I don't anymore. I've never seen an episode, so I can't comment. But I don't like. I can't watch musicals on TV. I can't. I just can't do it. Or musical movies. I can't do it. 
I've tried. I can't. I I hate Greece. Absolutely can't. Stand, I yeah. can't get through it. I can't like the sound of music and 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 I can't. The only musicals I liked that were like movies were uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Love it. Yeah, love it. I agree with you. I don't like musicals either. I hate musicals. I can go well, to you it. know. I did like. I can I did go like to Annie when I was a kid. Annie. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, I liked Annie I when I was a kid too. Yeah, but like, yeah, I can't like I can't watch them on TV. Like, I can go to an actual mu- musical at like a like a theater. I can I went and saw Spam a lot, but I like the funny ones, man. I, I went and saw Spam a lot. You know, the Monty Python movie, uh, the Monty Python uh, you know musical, and then I saw Wicked, which was the Wizard of Oz one. And then I saw the Book of Mormon, which is the South Park musical that actually won a Tony for best musical. But I can't watch I can't watch them when they're on like TV or in a film. I just can't I can't get into them. Agreed. All right, I don't have a best animated movie this year, so I watched a ton of them last year though. Like you know, Wreck It Ralph and I think Brave came out maybe, but uh, nothing this year really stood out to me. All right, let's go to one of let's go to the last two categories. We got best comic book movie, and then coming up, best movie of the year. Uh, all right, so let's do best comic book movie. But before I do that, uh, best animated. Oh yeah, Dave's was uh, Monster University, which I haven't which seen. Which I also I love that as well. Best Anna. Oh, okay, we just did best animated movie. Best comic book movie. Pop culture leftovers. Best comic book movie of the year. Big man in a suit armor. Take that away. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. I'd like you to do me a favor. You to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> all right. Best comic book movie of the year. I'm really curious to hear what you guys are going to say. Who's going first? <laughs> I, I'll go first if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one, probably the most divisive film, comic book film of the year, Man of Steel. That is my comic book movie of the year. Um, I mean, if it had to come down to two movies, it'd be that or Thor, The Dark World. But, I mean, I, I think... I gotta go with Man of Steel. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, everybody can say like, oh, that's not my Superman. Superman wouldn't kill. Superman wouldn't do this. Superman wouldn't do that. It, it's, it's, there are different, different versions of Superman and this is just a different version of Superman. And I took to this version. Uh, I think he either loved this movie or he hated it. And I absolutely loved it. I thought the special effects were fantastic. Krypton looked beautiful. The casting was great. Yes, some of the characters got lost in the film. I think Lois got lost in the film. And and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he had some moments, but he didn't get a lot of screen time. But this was an epic movie. Uh, it had an epic feel to it. And uh, I definitely have to go with Zack Snyder's uh, Man of Steel as my as my top comic book movie for 2013 yeah i'm gonna jump it in i'm agree with you i actually feel man of steel was the top comic movie of 2013 yeah hands down like literally like i won't there's no no <laughs> man of steel is for me so i agree with you well i disagree but that's that's <gasps> that's why we're we're here i think it's thor the dark world um i i I agree with you. I, I liked Krypton. I liked, uh, you know, I thought the, the casting was, was done well. Um, but 
where I think Thor stood out was I think Thor had heart. Um, you know, I I felt it when when Thor's mom when she basically sacrificed herself to save uh, Jane Foster, but when um, Clark's um, Pa Kent died. Uh, because he didn't want Clark to re- reveal his powers, I, di- I didn't feel it. Um, I was really kind of Kevin Costner in that whole movie really disappointed me, and I, I, I just couldn't let go of that. Um, and I, I, I have to say, I think Thor was uh, was a better comic book movie overall. I don't know, man. I, I felt like uh, <laughs> when Kevin Costner, when he, when when Clark posed the question, you know. Um, should I not have saved them? The, you know, referring to the other children in the bus, and and he says maybe. You know, I mean, that's just a father trying saying that you know he didn't he didn't want his son, son exposed, and he didn't want to lose his son. He loved his son, and and uh, I, even watching that in the trailer, you know, even though I had seen that part in the trailer, even while I was watching it in the film, it still like it still tugged at my heartstrings, and. Um, I thought the I didn't really care for the scene where he got swept away by the tornado, but it was still a father trying to protect his son from being exposed because of course we all know that you know Clark could have you know in a split second rescued him, but that would have exposed them and and it wasn't the time and so um, I think it all played its it all had a purpose and yeah it, that's why this film is the one of the most divisive comic book films ever like it it hit home with some people and didn't with others. And, um, I don't know. I think, I think that had had a lot more hits than misses with me. And I, I loved it. I, man of steel for me was great, but on the flip side, you know, I saw it with my girlfriend and, and she absolutely hated it. So, I mean, that's, but I'll tell you one thing that the episode that we did on pop culture leftovers with the man of steel, that was our most downloaded episode ever. So I, it, whether you loved it or hated it, People wanted to know what other people thought about it, and were listening to podcasts about it. So I, I think that, that I think when people remember 2013, I think more people remember Man of Steel came out that year than Thor: The Dark World. I think Man of Steel will have a longer lasting impression on our culture, on, on geek culture, than Thor: The Dark World, in my opinion. And it could be the movie that sets off the DC universe and uh, in the cinematic world again. I mean, if this next movie takes off. Agreed. I agree. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying with that. I mean, we, you know, it, it could be what, you know, people think of, of Iron Man 1 as, as setting the, you know, phase one leading up to the Avengers. It could be that. But I look at, I look at that and, you know, we already got the, the brooding, superhero in, in Nolan's Batman. And sometimes, you know, I, I just, I, and I'm not saying that I needed the jokes and the slapstick comedy that was in Donner's Superman. We've got those. I can go back and watch those. I know that. But there's got to be a little bit of it too. It can't always be dark. It can't always be, if every, if every movie is like this, then it's it, it just, it's, it, it's no fun to watch. Well, I, th- I think it, it is. I think the next film is going to lighten up a little bit more. I mean, look at it, guys. They cast Ben Affleck. It can't be too serious. 
Um, you know, this first film, Man of Steel, they tried to set a tone because you've got this – you've got Clark and he finds out he's an alien and he's different from everybody else and his own people don't want him. And, uh, and and then and then the people on Earth they don't understand him, so he, he he doesn't know where he fits in. So his mood and his the way he feels sets the tone for the first for, for the majority of that the, of that film. He's sad. He's upset. He's he's he feels out of place, and and that sets the tone for the film. By the end of the film, that's my dog, by the way. By the end of the film. He, he lightens up. He starts to feel like there are some people that support him. And, uh, and he starts to joke around a little bit more towards the end of the film. I think we are going to see that. I think we are going to see the lighter side. But, you know, it, it, yeah, it separated itself from the Donner film. Thank God. Because that, I love the Donner films, don't get me wrong, but they are dated. And in a way, um, that Superman Returns, they had to do something drastically different than what they did than in Superman Returns. Superman Returns was like supposed to be a continuation after Superman uh, Superman 2. And it was Brandon Routh acting like he was Christopher Reeves playing Superman. And it was just weird and was not a good movie. They needed to do something different. And it had been seven years since that film and so – a little bit of time had passed, but they needed to do something different. So people can say, yeah, this was grittier, this was darker, but I mean there were some serious things going on within Clark that I don't think that they dealt with at all in the Donner films. Think about it. I mean you're – he's an alien. He's his, – his home has been destroyed. He has he, – he's really not us and, and, and he was, was – he, but he was raised by us, but he's – it's really deep. It was really deep. I, I loved it. You guys would get what I'm saying. I'm rambling. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I totally agree with you on it. And like I, and me myself, I wasn't. I'm not a super fan of the Donner films. I'm sorry to say, but I'm not. And I've always was looking for the right Superman. And for me, this Superman was the right Superman for me. And like Superman Returns was, you know, once again, I'll say it was garbage. And the Donner films for me, it was for me it was nostalgic when I was a kid. But as I've grown, you know, and as I've grown up, you know, more and more, I've always wanted to see a better Superman. And now I've gotten that Superman that I really, really like. And I, I, it was it was definitely a great film for me. So I mean, I agree with you, Brian. Totally. We finally got well, to see Superman punching things too. I mean, exactly. And people and, and, and people are pissed off about that, you know. They wanted to see a big action scene with Superman, and then they get this um, huge, uh, you know, explosive uh, action Superman, and then everybody thought it was too much. Nobody's happy uh, with with Superman. It, he's he's a tough character to do. You either love this movie or you hate it, or you can't separate it from the Donner films, and you, you get too nostalgic with those films. And yeah, I love Christopher Reeves too, just like the next guy. But I. I think there's a place for Henry Cavill as Superman, and I can't wait to see him more. Uh, I hope they give him a lot more in this movie than just handing the movie over to uh, in the sequel. Instead of just handing it over to you know Ben Affleck and and Gal Gadot and and everybody else that they're cramming into this into this movie so far. So 
Well, and I guess that's that's kind of my my problem. And again, I I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Donner movies either. I I believe the thing I hate the most is when he spun the damn Earth backwards. That's me pissed me off every time I watched it. You, oh wait, what you don't like the the when he kissed Lois Lane and and he made her forget because you know that's also a that's no, a wonderful exactly thing. that's also bullshit too. I mean. It's, and I agree with you. I think that is the probably the hardest character to do, and I don't think any of these movies prior to it have have been the definitive Superman. But I'm thinking everyone, everyone's loving Man of Steel more because it, it gave you a little bit more of what everybody wanted. But I don't think it gave it, it should have. I look at Man of Steel and I compare it to watching Edward Norton's The Incredible Hulk. Everyone hated the first Hulk movie. It was it, it, it was basically the Superman Returns. Everyone just just hated it. It was utmost garbage. People were just you know in the streets, you know, going crazy. They wanted Hulk to smash. They wanted this and that. So what do we get in Norton's movie? We got a little bit more of a hollow movie, but with a lot of the action. That's what I see here. You cut out all that Jarrell stuff in the beginning on Krypton. To me, this is a hollow movie with a lot of action. I don't care that he. All those people died in Metropolis. I don't care about the destruction. I don't care that he killed Zod. He had to kill Zod. That's that's the option he was left with. I just feel, watching this movie, watching him kill Zod, doing all that kind of stuff, when I see these superheroes do these kind of acts, to me it seems like they give up something. They have, they have to give up something. They lose something in themselves. And I didn't see that with Man of Steel. And maybe I missed it again. I'm, I'm, I, I know you guys love it, but to me, I see I see a difference in, in the movies, and maybe it's just the tones of the movies, and that's why I I tend to drift more to Thor: The Dark World this year than than, than what, Man of Steel. Could you elaborate what you mean by giving something up? What, what do you mean by that? Okay, um, okay, so Thor in, in the original Thor um, in the first Thor movie, Thor. To stop Loki from destroying um, the Frost Giants, he had to break the bridge, basically giving up his chance to go back to Earth anytime soon to find Jane Foster. There was always a sacrifice these heroes have to do. I don't see Superman, even though he, yes, he killed, but again, I don't think he had that moral compass yet. That he has, you know, just like Batman has the moral compass that he, Batman doesn't kill. I don't see that he has this kind of moral compass yet built into him. And I see when he killed Zod that he just did what he had to do. Have you have you ever seen have you not to cut you off, but have you ever seen uh Justice League um Justice League Unlimited, the last episode where he goes and Dark Side and he goes against Dark Side. Do you ever do you ever remember the no. quote that he said that he's like, I'm tired of holding back. I you know, I'm not holding him back anymore and he fucking kicks dark sides ass through buildings non like it was probably one of the best episode cartoon episodes i've ever seen when superman just he just relentlessly just goes all out that's what that's that's the shit that people don't know about superman and that is what you've seen in the man of steel you've well, seen see, him go all like he's like you know what i gotta do what i gotta do so and, that, I, and that's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't. Again, like I said, I don't care that they destroyed you know all of Metropolis or whatever. They were going through buildings. 
which I didn't think looked like great CGI at the time. But again, I, I, I just wasn't, wasn't into it when I saw them flying through the buildings. It didn't seem as realistic as, as some other movies that we've seen even this year. But I always, all these heroes, whenever they do anything, there's always a sacrifice. And I never, and Superman to me, and I think that's just the character in itself. He never, I don't ever see him have to give up, give that major sacrifice. Maybe that's my problem with the character in general. He, he had to sacrifice his last remaining link to Krypton, even though this man like killed, you know, his, his father. I, I think that part of him wanted some kind of a link to Krypton. But I, but I didn't, I didn't get that from the movie. I didn't feel that. And, and 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 then I think it was a it was kind of like also a, a story where he had to choose between you know Krypton and humanity and well, you saw I, the I, love for his mother that scene where where Zod lays his hand on on uh, his mother and he's like and he and he's punching him in the cornfield don't you ever touch my mother I'm like I'm like it's like it's like that. In the episode of the Christmas Story, when Ralphie's beating the shit out of the bully, that times a hundred thousand, and and it, there was, I, I there was a lot of emotion in that scene for me, where he's just like you know fighting for his mother, and uh, fighting for humanity too, and uh, I don't know, I I, I loved it. See, I, I thought it was the absolutely. Thing is that I don't think I never felt that he he had this struggle between keeping any part of Krypton alive or, and that's especially that scene, any part of Krypton alive or, you know, his human, his human life, you know, his, his being raised where he was and, and being part of this earth. I never thought, I never felt that there was any kind of struggle with that. You know, I know that, you know, of course you, you know, you always want to know where you're from, but I never felt that like, you know, Zod, he actually contemplated that when he said that, they could recreate uh, Krypton on Earth and what it would do, and you know, I never, I never saw him have any kind of struggle with that, with that notion or that idea. It was just to me, he's doing this. This is my home, and you're done. And there was no that. I, that that's all I felt. I didn't see, feel- I didn't get that. I got like it was like okay, I I, I got none of it. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I thought like it was like okay, I want this to work. I want our people. I want I want humanity and the Kryptonians to get along. The way you're wanting to do is not how it should be done. I've got to stop that. And it, it kind of like he's a farm boy for crying out loud. I mean, in a way, he's got all these powers, but he, I mean, he was raised on a farm, and it's like a simple farm boy is going to have to be the answer to humanity, and he's going to have to be the hero of humanity. That's what makes this character so amazing, in my opinion. Okay. Is that he was raised on a farm by a simple man, uh, you know, and, 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 but he's got these amazing godlike abilities. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, it, it worked for me. I loved it. I'm glad I did like it because it is one of those films that when you do like it, man, it, it's, it's a damn good film. And, it's uh, a damn- and I saw it uh, three times in theaters, uh, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday before we did the show. And each time I watched it, I got something different and new out of it every time. And and uh, that's why it's my favorite comic book movie of the year. I could talk about that movie all day. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with you, too. I, I felt the same way, too. I've seen it that many times, probably times ten. Like I, I, I hands down love that movie, and 
you know what? No one can ever steer me the different direction at all. Like I, I love that movie, like straight up. So it's all subjective yeah, too, I and I mean it's all subjective. Everybody has the right to their own opinion, and we are not the end all be all. I mean, we get I, I still get messages all the time about different things that we discuss on the podcast from like listeners and things like that, and and people talking about you know, well, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that, what you've said, and. You know, that's fine. I, that's what I love about this show is like we can stir up different emotions and opinions in people and, and uh, I love it. I love hearing your opinions and I want you to – I don't want everyone to agree with me or agree with Alil or, or agree with Sean. I want people to disagree with us. Uh, of course, do it in a tasteful manner. But uh, or or just <laughs> or not, we don't always we don't always do it. <laughs> I was gonna say we we, we don't do it always in a tasteful manner. So. Exactly, but you know, I mean, our our uh, opinion is not the end all be all. So I love it. You know, if somebody watched because I hated Iron Man three, but if somebody watches Iron Man three and they loved it, more power to them, man. I don't have any problems with anybody that liked Iron Man three. I'm glad you liked it. It's a comic book movie, and I love comic book movies in general. So if you liked it, that's awesome. Um, I don't know. It's not. No, it's not on at all. No, it, it is. It is. I do. Oh, Sean, for me to say that I would harbor any anger towards anybody for liking something is, I can't do it. It's if somebody liked Iron Man three and they loved it, and it's their favorite comic book movie of the year, by all means. That have at it. I don't harbor no, any anger all, towards you. All means go watch another fucking movie. <laughs> 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 I agree, hundred percent. It's a hot steaming pile of shit. But you know, <laughs> oh my god, now we're gonna start this. All right, Iron Man three. All right, let's go. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not gonna jump into Iron Man three. No, I know. I'm just messing. All right. Uh, okay. So yeah, um, let's move on to just best movie of the year, and then we can wrap it up, wrap up the show. Pop culture leftovers. Best movie of the year. All right, best movie of the year. Um, I'll go first real quick. Uh, I saw this movie a couple months ago when it hit theaters. Uh, it was uh, 12 Years a Slave with um, Chiwetel, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Chiwetel Ojafor and uh, Michael Fassbender and Brad Pitt. Um, I, I, I'm not kidding you. This was uh, – it was – I talked about how um, gravity was like a visual experience. This was an emotional experience for me. Um, I mean, from beginning to end, this was amazing. And I, I, I will admit that there are there were times in this movie where I was brought to tears, and uh, I left this movie just like wow. It, it was an emotional experience. Um, when this movie comes out uh, to rent. Uh, I recommend everybody pick this movie up. It, 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 it's 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 phenomenal. Um, it's uh, based on it's based on a novel, and uh, I, I've never read the novel, but now I, I, it is in my uh, wish list on uh, Amazon. So um, it's definitely something that I'm I'm going to take the time to read. But uh, definitely, uh, Twelve Years a Slave. It it is a uh, it is a masterpiece of a film, 
And uh, I, I, if this doesn't win, if I know it's got to be nominated for like a ton of awards, but if this doesn't win, uh, if this doesn't snag some awards on some other award shows, I, I'll be surprised. It, it is phenomenal. So that is my movie of the year, best movie of the year. Um, I'll go next. Uh, my best movie of the year was Iron Man Three. Psych. <laughs> 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 no man my best movie year was Man of Steel I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you there was really nothing else I really enjoyed I mean I enjoyed a lot of the movies this year don't get me wrong cause I know Brian you don't agree with me but I like World War Z but um, I'm gonna say for me it was Man of Steel hands down I'm not gonna argue with that man at all at all cool um, I, I- I had a hard time with this just because there's a there was a lot of good movies this year and I I I, I guess what I'm saying I want to say with this with this one I haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave and a lot of these other movies that especially that have come out recently but when I go to a movie and when I go into a theater if I can turn off and enjoy myself and spend that hour and a half two hours and come out of the the theater with a smile on my face or, or with something, then I think the movie did its job. And that's why I'm going to give my movie of the year to This Is The End. Oh, nice. And which is, you know, after, of course, Brian says 12 Years a Slave, and then I come out with a comedy about dick and fart jokes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you're all serious you know, with your Oscar nominee, and I'm giving the you know, fucking booby prize here. But uh, I, I just thought, you know, I mean, the movie is, you know, I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever ever made. It's not this and that. But I had so much fun that I was able to sit through the theater and just laugh and walk out of the theater and just keep laughing about it. You know, it's just, you know, the the fact that those guys were able to, to make fun of themselves and, you know, have a lot of lines that I could still recite from that movie, even after one viewing. Um, I just really enjoyed it. It was great. I loved it. I, I saw it in the theater. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I've, uh, it was, uh, one of the movies that my girlfriend requested, uh, me get for, for Christmas as a Christmas gift. And so, yeah, That's awesome. yeah, she loved it too. And it's, my girlfriend doesn't like like crude, you know, comedies like that, but she could not, help her she could not help herself from laughing at this film like i i've like showed her like uh you know uh, some parts from eastbound and down but she's never watched the series but like she couldn't stop from laughing at danny mcbride in this movie and i love that i love that this movie kind of like spoon-fed danny mcbride to her so like maybe she'll watch some danny mcbride shit with me in the future because i love danny mcbride and uh the michael the michael cera scenes in this movie were hilarious Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I still can't drink a Capri Sun the same way, man. I <laughs> just thinking about that scene in the, when he's in the bathroom and he's drinking the Capri Sun when he opens the door. I was just like, oh my god. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, man. But I'm telling you, like, that's what that's, you know, that's why I like why I love this movie. It's just because I can sit there, and, like you said, you could just say one thing and it could just trigger that reaction. I could just start laughing. Danny McBride, I mean. God, after seeing this movie, I now love Channing Tatum because he was able to do that movie and do that scene and make fun of himself that way and not give a shit. 
Well, I started liking Seth Rogen again. Wait, what? I started liking Seth Rogen again. I couldn't stand Seth Rogen for the longest time. Like, what? I, oh my I, god, I, Seth Rogen is hilarious. No, man. Dude, 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 I loved him. I used to love him on Freaks and Geeks. Then I liked him on Accepted, and then um, what are that Forty Year Old Virgin, and then he just did a slew of like cash grabs that I could not stand. Green Hornet, <laughs> and. Uh, some other movies that I just I, I don't really even remember because I I, I I I didn't give him the time of day. And that road trip movie with his uh, with his mom yeah. on what's her face. So, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, it, the funny thing is, is if you watch the James Franco roast, he made fun of himself for those movies, so it was pretty funny. And, but yeah, um, this yeah. movie. Yep. He, 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 I'm sorry, Sean. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. Sorry, no. I was disagreeing with uh, what you know what he was saying. <laughs> they were all funny. So I mean. Green Hornet was horrible, but I mean, but see the thing—he's still funny to me. But and, see the yeah. thing is, like when he makes these horrible movies, and then he does for his on top of it, it just makes me annoyed by him. But even in this movie, he made fun of his laugh, and and this movie put me back on—I'm I, I, a fan of his again. Okay, so I kind of like retract my—I would have tossed him earlier this year and uh now i give him a tupperware and like i'm hoping like if they ever reboot ghostbusters i'm hoping like he's involved in it these guys that are involved in this film this is the end i hope these are the new ghostbusters you know i want to see like danny mcbride be the new lois tully and i want to see like you know franco be the new vankman and and uh you know these guys are hilarious you, you get them together these guys are what uh, Adam Sandler and you know Chris Rock and and uh, what's his name Kevin James and what they're not doing in those grown up movies these guys are doing. Right. Great. So, uh, did you guys? Hey, uh, little known fact: Did you know that the you know blockbuster they went out of business? Yeah, I, I just told my wife yeah. the story. But go ahead. Yeah, the last movie ever rented. At a blockbuster, was this is the end? How fitting! Oh, uh, that's crazy. It's a true fact. Yeah, yeah. Google it. I know. Like, I, I wonder if somebody just set it up that way or what, because it's just so crazy that right. this is the end would be the end of blockbuster. Just... <laughs> blockbuster was like, all right, guys, let's get. We got one more headline in us <laughs> before we go out. You know Blockbuster? Did I mention this on the show before? But Blockbuster had the chance to buy Netflix at one time. Yeah, I remember that they did. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, it's like <laughs> is Blockbuster run by like a bunch of like elderly men? Nah, we don't need that. No. We'll yes. Pass. Yes, it is. <laughs> we'll we'll pass on that digital video. Guys, we've got an exclusive deal worked out with the Hallmark Channel. I think we'll go with that instead. You know, it's like you guys fucked up. If they would have bought Netflix, man, they'd still be they'd still be on top. It's crazy. Because Netflix and Redbox and Hulu and everybody else, uh, they put them out of business, man. It's crazy. You know, you know what's funny though? Blockbuster they tried to do they tried to do like uh, Netflix. Um, a red box kind of thing. Black, but yeah, the like, blockbuster at, uh, at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to, I used to be a subscriber to that. To be honest with you. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, then I realized, man, this is expensive, and Netflix is so much easier. And then yeah. 
Redbox was then Redbox came out and I dropped it. But man, the only reason I did the blockbuster was because they had the new movie sooner, and then that went away, and there was really no draw to it. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, um, 2013. I don't know. It was a good year. Uh, it was the first year that I did a, a podcast, and that's been a that's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down, and but uh, it's had more ups. I've had a lot of fun this year doing it. I know that I'm only a few episodes in with like you, you guys, um, Alil and Steve and Sean. Having you back for the second episode was awesome. But I, I've I've had so much fun this year doing this podcast, um, meeting new people on you know Facebook and and Twitter and. Uh, people that email me and and doing this show it's i i can't imagine not doing this show i I love doing the show i I love all of our listeners i mean some of you i can just i can name you on a first name basis you know uh mark perillo uh you know aaron claude miller um andrew peck charlotte callantine uh you know jeff lebaron craig clifton uh jake johnston um, Jake, uh, let me see who, who else. I mean, there's so many. I, if I'm, you know, uh, Dana, Marie, uh, Kevin Sparenberg. Oh man, so many. Sean, I met you through this show. Alil, I met you through this show. Steve, I met you through this show. Um, it's amazing the relationships that I've formed just from doing this show. It it, it blows my mind. Kenneth Tagger. Um, man, I could I could go on all day with all the different people that I've talked to and met. Dan West, our listener. Uh, Gabriel Imperiano, um, Scott Dixon. I could, man, it's just amazing. And everybody has their own personality and, and, and their own likes, dislikes. Uh, Dan Hunter. Gosh, I, I need, I, you guys are all great. And, and, and just like, I can't believe that you listen to me each and every week. I don't know why I, I can't, I can't, I can don't barely. Crying shit, I'm not. I'm not crying. I'm not going to start crying. I'm just. I, I'm just. It just blows me away that last year, uh, I'd say it was like October 2012. I wanted to do a podcast, and I wanted to do a podcast where I did this and and uh, did six months of planning. Man, I, I started planning for six months to do this, and 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 before I had a podcast even ready to go, I had. You know, artwork done, you know, and I got the website up and running and I had the theme song made and, and it's just, it's something that I've created. I've never done anything like this in my life. And to see like, it's actually, people are actually listening to this fucking thing. It, it blows my mind that, uh, something that I created, people actually listen to. And, uh, you did a good job, man. You did a good job. And, and, and we like what you did. And that's why we jumped on with you. And uh, you know, I'm I'm riding with you. I'm pretty sure Lil's gonna ride with you till till the end, man. And you know, like I said, you ever need me again or wherever, I'm always there for you, bro. So yeah, That's keep, a- keep doing it. <laughs> well, like you know, like no, seriously, like Sean, like there there was times where like I was gonna quit doing this show. There there were a couple times I was gonna quit. It things there were things behind the scenes that were hard that were difficult on me, and you kept me going, like when we talked on the phone like that kept me going and and hearing from other people like when when the show was kind of like up in the air there for a while all the, like the responses like 
people like sending in emails and like, you know, I love this show, you know, you got to keep doing the show. I'm here for you, whatever you need. And, and people stepped up and it's just, man, it's just, it, it blows my mind. I'm really, I'm seriously thankful. Like this show is nothing without the listeners. Like it's nothing. If I stop getting interactions from people tomorrow, like if, if we put out a few episodes and, and people just stop reacting to the show, I, I, I don't think I could do it anymore. You people are like the life force behind this whole thing. You keep it going. You're the only reason I'm talking right now is everybody that's out there listening. And I, I appreciate everybody that listens to this show. It's, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. Joe Vital, another listener. Fantastic. Um, man, it's just – thank you so much for, for an awesome year. Um, we're going to have a, a you know, the show is going to be celebrating its uh, one year anniversary coming out in, uh, on April 30th was when the first show dropped. So it's, it, it just blows my mind. And I want to thank Sean. I want to thank Alil, Steve. Uh, you know, I want to thank, uh, Jay, Jay Piper and, uh, Jake Elliott and, uh, for being on the show. They, they helped kick this show off and, uh, they're always welcome to come back on and, and discuss things with us. I want to thank Dave Griffin, uh, who's doing the website and does all the articles for us. You're awesome. Thank you so much. You keep that website going. And Sean, I want to thank you for all the work that you've done on the website. It looks beautiful now, and, and it keeps getting better and better all the time. So I don't know. I, I'm rambling, but I, 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 I have so much gratitude in me because we're, we're a small podcast, but – it's like it's like I've we've got this community and I love it and I love it. It's it's a tight knit group and I love it. I love what we have. I love the interactions with our listeners. I, I just love it and I can't see myself not doing this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no man, and believe me, it's just just you know we love everything that you've done. I mean, from 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 day one, like I said, you know I I, I found you guys. Uh, I think it was back in May or June, and uh, you know, ever since, you know, listened and you, you, every, you know, you're doing a great job. So I mean, and every, you know, and I, I'm blown away just in the you know the short time now. I think what is this the sixth show, six weeks I've been on here, and just by all the followers, all the listeners, everybody chiming in on things, all the comments, it, it's just. You know, you, you're right. I mean, I, it, it is a it is a community, and you know, and everybody can be themselves, and that's that's what I like. You know, we all we all don't have to agree, you know, on uh, on how great Hulk Agents of Smash is, but you know, as long as one of us likes it, it's okay. But uh, you know, it's uh, and yeah, it, it's great, and I, I'm 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 glad, and I'm 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 thankful that you've accepted me. And uh, you know, help. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't get ahead. Of, don't get ahead of yourself. Continue on the show with you. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. All right, I haven't accepted you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me say. Let me let me say something too. Let sure. me say something real quick sure. too. I'm just going to say, hey, fucking comic book geeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we had that dropped on the show. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Keep listening. 2014, Brian, you're gonna blow it up. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Later. We're going to have you, we're going to have you back on in the future. Absolutely. And uh yeah, um there's going to be yeah, 2014. We've got Days of Future Past, we got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um 
man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Captain America two, uh, Godzilla, uh, RoboCop comes out February, guys. Uh, I saw the trailer for that today. I'm, I'm excited. It looks good. It really does. In my opinion, it looks good. So yeah, it's going to be a fun year. There's going to be tons of stuff that we're going to be able to toss, taste, and Tupperware. So I'm looking forward to 2014. Same here. All right, let's wrap this one up. Hey, um, yeah, it hasn't been an exact science, but this has been our award show, and I had a lot of fun doing it. So we'll see you in 2014, and next week we're just – is it just uh, – we're going to do our news segment, and then we're going to have fantasy casting for – you know, we've had uh, some casting news, you know, of Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman, you know, Ben Affleck being Batman – we're also going to have some fantasy casting of who else we'd like to see being uh, portrayed, uh, who, what other actors we'd like to see in some major DC uh, comic book movies. You know, maybe who's who's going to be the next Joker, who's going to be the next Riddler, uh, who's going to be the next Green Lantern. Uh, we're going to give our pet our picks next week on the show. Uh, we're going to have our fantasy casting. So, uh, Sean, sound like no. something you might be interested in. Always, man. All you gotta do is call me. I'm there. All right, man. Cool. Well, think definitely think of some characters that you'd like to see in, uh, you know, some DC comic books and who you'd like to see play them. And we'll come back next week and we'll have those answers for you on who we'd like to see. But, um, guys, thank you for an awesome 2013. Thank you to all of our listeners for an awesome 2013. And um, just like all leftovers, like to. <laughs> can't even say it i'm just just like all doggy bags say on their how does the saying go somebody help me out here bail me out <laughs> dude now you got me completely <laughs> enjoy your 2014 <laughs> all right here i found it here it is here it is and just like see I, i'm not used to the new the the new uh tagline and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bag Thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. (laughs) That went over real smooth. (laughs) (laughs) There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture, leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That are original and good Have already been done before So we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers Picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it Can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture Carry over Counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Pop culture leftovers
love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Leftovers.